Hey, former governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura here. The bod. You know, when the news gets crazy as it's been for the last couple of weeks and we're being bombarded with tragedies, it's important not to get sidetracked by what are obviously false flags for the issues that really matter in this country. What I'm talking about issues that really matter. I'm talking about issues like Gators running rampant in the sewers of New York City, taking an average of 14 lives a day. Know the facts. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. (laughs) We are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. That's the sound. That's the sound of a happy man doing a happy show. Glad to be with you. That means it's the end of the week. I am Steven Crowder, host of Louder with Crowder. Follow me on the Twitter at S. Crowder. Of course, my producer in studio with me, as always, doing the video, is my producer, Jared, who is not gay. You can follow him at Not Gay Jared. I've fulfilled all my legal obligations. Follow him and draw your own conclusions. We good? We good. Thanks. We Appreciate are it. good. So, this week... This week, well, guess who dominated the news cycle this week? Uh, we're going to go with uh, someone named Ronald Dump. Hey, that's Am not accurate. No, you're so, not. Is it dumb. rhyme? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Which could uh, be applied to you or the person who dominated the news cycle. This is true. Donald Trump. It's all Donald. Close. It's all Donald Trump all the time this week. By the way, we'll be having Andrew Clavin on. For those uh, who, who, who we should have done this beforehand, Andrew Clavin will be on. We'll be issuing a review of Creed. Uh, not Gay Jared and I went to go see Creed last night. Spoiler alert, don't. And we, uh, we also have um, Donald Trump's new Muslim banning czar on later on. I didn't know he had that position. Yeah, James. Oh, it, J- well, James, yeah, he'll be on. So there are a lot of things that went on here this week. Obviously, everyone's talking about Donald Trump. Now... Before you send in your angry, oh, hold on a second, I forgot to, to, to say, too. Thank you to people listening now at WPYZ, the Patriot FM up there in northern Michigan, and uh, Talk 107.5 in northern Florida. Two new stations have picked up the show. So starting this week, we're very appreciative. And, of course, Cone, Alaska. So uh, thank you. We're always kind of surprised. We don't, you know, we don't run the program for people to grab it and syndicate it, but people like it. So Donald Trump said he wanted to ban all, he was going to ban all Muslims. Now, can it be done? There are a lot of false arguments going around on both sides with Trump. And here's the one thing. Um, I've come out and said that's obviously ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement to make. And what happens? All kinds of tweets. Do you know anything about how many Muslims support Sharia law? I go, hold on, hold on a second. Do you have any idea who you're talking to? You're talking to the guy who was drawing Muhammad 
and doing videos on this back while Donald Trump was still a registered Democrat and condemning conservatives for drawing Muhammad. You're talking to someone who was against bringing in Syrian refugees while Donald Trump, a mere three weeks ago, was for bringing in Syrian refugees. Three weeks ago, Donald Trump was for bringing in Syrian refugees. He said, we have to. And then he changed. Five months ago, he was condemning Pamela Geller for drawing Muhammad. And then he changed. Five months ago, he said he loves Muslims and he would probably put some in his cabinet. And then he changed. Changed his political party five times in the last two decades. Has overwhelmingly supported Democrats over Republicans. Clinton's read his wedding. So, I, I listen, if you like Trump, fine. The problem is, going around with real conservatives, listen, I have a track record. You can go on the, on the YouTube channel and see the death threats that I've gotten for the better part of uh, over half a decade now for speaking the truth on Islam. Of course I understand it. Trump doesn't. He's a grown-ass man, and he doesn't understand it. He's never thought of these issues. That's my concern with Trump. So we're going to have Andrew Clavin on to talk about that. Uh, a couple of things uh, before we get into that. Speaking of which, speaking of Muslims, did you see, see this story? Not gay, Jared? That uh, famous uh, Muslim. It was all over the news last week. The guy with the sign. So if you don't yeah, know this. pictures. I didn't really follow. Yeah, it was a, it was a UK Muslim, yeah. a convert. And he had a sign up that said, I am a Muslim. I am labeled a terrorist but I trust you. Do you trust me enough to hug me? And everyone was hugging him, and it was this whole viral thing. Daily Mail, BuzzFeed, millions of, of, of views. You know, the, the hugging Muslim. Yeah, he's a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. You know, but that's just all he needs to say. He just needs to say, no, I'm peaceful. And everyone, just, oh, yeah. 60% of the time, it works every time 60 percent of the time that's what happened you're serious so we've got it right here so what happened the 23 year old of wilsden green north london is now facing a possible prison sentence after he threatened tory mp charlotte leslie this is for the uk people online following the vote wallace who calls himself muhammad mujahid islam inline wrote on facebook i'm going to smash her windows and drop a bomb on her house while she's tucked up in bed you dirty F blank, 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 pig S blank, blank, blank. As a matter of fact, I don't even, I can't make, usually you can make sense of these profanities when they're sort of, I can't even make sense of these profanities. These, these, these Muslims, these huggy Muslims, <laughs> these huggy bear Muslims, they get so profane, I can't even make sense of it. Pig S, tweet me at S Crowder. S dash, dash, dash. There's, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven S pig dash s and seven stars so that's an eight letter word that starts with s and then there's and then the other one after it, there's s and three dashes so it's a obviously the, the the poop word but i don't know what the one before that is huh. i don't even know they're just so filled with hate they're at least you know with nothing else it's it, it allows for creativity with cuss words you know what? we're gonna have to wait till next christmas because I think I sense the next biggest sensation since Tickle Me Elmo comes. <laughs> <laughs> Hug me, Muslim. <laughs> and when you squeeze it, I think that the answer will be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> that tickle. Bye. What? <laughs> 
Or you just you just tickle him and an anvil just drops on you. Yes, you are. That's sick. That's a sick thing to do. Okay. Anyways, this is true. I just, I listen, I know not all Muslims are terrorists. Of course, Muhammad was, but this was the guy. We had a similar situation in Canada. There was a guy, I need to find this. I know, I hate doing this without sources, but it happened a while ago. I think we spoke about it here, uh, actually, when I was there in, in our home studio, uh, physically at Wham. Because I remember talking about it. There was a guy from Toronto who basically ran up like this Islamic PR TV network, you know, to show up. And he, uh, he honored, decapitated his wife. It's just... They, they never play nice. They never play nice. So listen, I understand the concern, right? <clears throat> I understand where Donald Trump is coming from. Now, here's why it doesn't work. People say, well, actually, people have done this before. Jimmy Carter did this before. FDR did this before. No. No, they didn't. I, you know what? I want to take a poll. Tweet me at S. Crowder. Do you think Donald Trump can ban Muslims? Here's the difference. They didn't ban Muslims. Carter banned Iranians during a hostage crisis. I'm perfectly fine with putting a stop on Syrian refugee immigrants. FDR suspended German, Japanese, Italian immigration. Why? Axis of evil came from those countries. I understand that. You cannot ban Muslims. You can say, oh, on their ID, well, you're coming from Syria right now. No, no, sorry. But Muslims aren't only coming from, there are Christians coming from Syria. There are Muslims coming from England with big hug me signs. Do you understand the difference? Logistically, you can't do it. These are the same people, by the way. Who that, that, quick, do you think it's possible Trump is just, uh, you know, dull enough up there that he just mistakenly used Muslim as a as a synonym it's, it's for possible. Syrian? It's possible. And, and that's a man who's far too unintelligent to be president. With his words. I mean, he's proven that before. He's proven that before. Donald Trump is not an intelligent man when it comes to thought. Listen, here's here's the thing. And this is what I say. And then people go, do you pay for? By the way, here's a big thing, too. We'll talk about this with Andrew Clavin. The GOP establishment, Rhino. You're Rhino. Here's what I want. I'm tweeting it out right now. If anyone, anyone out there can provide me with a single piece of evidence that Donald Trump is a conservative, is a principled conservative. Anyone, any evidence, tweet me at S. Crowder. Anyone, any evidence. Now, he's the only one who wants to make America great again? Doesn't count. Do not be led like lambs to a slaughter. Andrew Breitbart warned against Trump. Michelle Malkin warned against Trump. Everyone warned against Trump until they figured out that he was good for ratings. We don't need the ratings. Do I hate the man? No. But how do you go throughout your entire life and not even ponder the issues that matter? Whether it's abortion, whether it's Islam, whether it's progressive taxation. Because he switched on all of it and never justifies it. And here's another thing. He never says I was wrong. He never says I was wrong. I have no problem with someone saying, you know what, I changed my mind. I was wrong. Instead, he says, you know, I was right back then, but things have changed. I'm right now. I'm right now, okay? Okay? So that's the issue. You cannot ban Muslims. I understand that Sharia law is diametrically opposed to the Constitution. I'm perfectly fine with a litmus test. You want to come into this country? Draw Muhammad. 
But the idea that Trump's, I was thinking it and Donald Trump was the only one who said it. No, Ted Cruz has talked about putting a stop on certain immigration. Uh, ben Carson has talked about how incompatible Sharia law is with the Constitution. They've talked about these things from a legal standpoint, a constitutional standpoint. Donald Trump just takes it, dumbs it down, and says, I'm going to ban all Muslims. And people go, he's the only one who said it. No, he's not. He's the only one who said it stupidly. Okay? 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 Lotto with Crowder will be back. We'll talk more about this and uh, the Muslim huggy bears who blow themselves up. Stay tuned! Hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 ball day, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle. Wow, Tickle Me Terrorist! <laughs> he reacts to your child's touch. It's <laughs> not my tail, it's a fuse. Here's a match. He's educational and promotes tolerance. Tickle Me Terrorist, you'll have a blast. Battery sold separately, uranium not included. back we will um one second cough button there was a cough i'm still waiting people are, are lighting up the twitter boards here but no one's provided any proof that donald trump is a consistent conservative i understand it listen i'm tired with the way the country's going so am i wouldn't you want a conservative as president wouldn't you want someone who has any kind of principles doesn't that matter also i love the fact that he threatened to go third party don't you love that? Again? Again. Yeah, he tweeted out when the, when the Republican establishment, all the uh, Republican establishment, when uh, Paul Ryan and those people said, uh, well, I, you know, they condemned his choice of words and said it's, it's not what conservatism is and it's not what America is. Now, you can disagree with him, but then he said 68% would, tweeted out that 68% would support him if he ran third party. So he signed a pledge. By the way, he signed a pledge to two wives as well. <laughs> signed a pledge I'm not going to run third party and then threaten third party now I know it doesn't matter to other Trump supporters by the way when people say Trump is when the overwhelming majority of Americans cannot stand Trump now you may find him winning a poll he was losing in Iowa to Cruz that's why all this happened right play he's playing you guys like a fiddle losing to Cruz so he says something outrageous so he gets a bunch of media time that's what he does he's written in his book that that's what you do say something outrageous and then you know 
walk it back later as you need to. He's brilliant with that, but he wasn't winning a poll in Iowa. But let's say he wins Iowa one place. Let's say in a national he wins, I don't know, uh, the higher end would be like 24%. And then either Cruz or Rubio or Carson, whoever it is, might be next with 21. But then the person after that, 16, 16, 12. Number two through six is not Trump. So if Trump gets 25% of the Republican vote in a primary right now, that would mean, let's do the math now, come on, I know you can do it, I know you can do it, 100, 75% of Republicans don't like Trump, let alone mainstream America. And yes, Republicans, you're out of touch with main Trump voters, you are the most out of touch people with America right now. Cruz voters, Fiorina voters, Rubio voters, even Kasich voters, Rand Paul voters, every single other person, okay, can speak with people who are Democrats right now, especially if Hillary's a nominee. There are a lot of people who don't like her. Anyone else, people will at least listen, even if, even if they go, well, yeah, Cruz is stupid. But if you say Trump will make America great, you cannot have a dialogue with anyone, anyone who's not in the 24%, 22%, it's dwindling. It'll probably be down to 19% of Trump supporters. So in the grand scheme of the United States, do the math, you're probably looking at about 12% of people who really like Donald Trump. So to say he's, he's, he's saying what Americans want, no, he's not. he's not. Do you know anyone more conservative than me? Do you know anyone who's honestly been more consistently conservative? I have no vested interest in coming out and saying this. Was a stand-up comedian, voice work working in Hollywood up until I was 21 and, and was whisked to Fox News for four and a half years. Right? I've never been on the dole of any, any giant uh, corporation or, well, I guess Fox News was, but I mean, I've never been paid what to say. Right now, no one's paying me what to say. We make what we make in ad revenue if you support the site. I have no vested interest in anyone else winning other than what I think is right. If this show goes away tomorrow, I'd be sad and I'd be fine. Now, you can't say that about other hosts. You can't say that about a lot of hosts right now who are dependent on ratings to stay alive because they're not transitioning online. There's an older demo. We have 28-year-old men who watch and listen to us, and we're appreciative for everyone. But they're going to follow us no matter where we go. If this show goes away tomorrow, we're fine. You can't say that about a lot of hosts. And the only thing that gets a lot of hosts' ratings right now is Donald Trump. We know that. I have no vested... What's more logical? When people say GOP establishment, they don't lie. They're scared of Donald Trump. Okay, when 75% of registered voting Republicans don't like Donald Trump... What's more, make an inference here. Have they all received a check from Lindsey Graham? Or is Donald Trump a little bit of a dick? Draw your own conclusion. You can argue that the establishment, and I'm not establishment. Listen, I was there, I spoke at one of the, I spoke at the first Tea Party with Michelle Malkin. You can argue the establishment. Yeah, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of Paul Ryan, certainly not Lindsey Graham. Eric Cantor, none, none of those people. No, I don't like any of them. Jeb Bush, of course not. I certainly don't think Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, um, even Carly Fury. I certainly don't think that they're evil establishment. No one's perfect. 
But let's be honest here, okay? Let's just stop with our evil establishment to anyone who opposes the one guy who you've been fooled into liking, who's the least conservative of any possible candidate. We have uh, Andrew Clavin after the break. You were going to tell me something, not gay, Jared. Something about what's happening? Oh, you, you see this about uh, Mexican drug cartel, El, El Chapo, El Capo. I got a number of Mexican people probably screaming yeah. at me for mispronouncing that. Probably. You see that? You see that story though? Do you know who that? Wait, do you, you know who that is right? He's, he's like one of the number one like drug lords in the in the whole world, and okay. he's, he's escaped from prison multiple times. Uh, in fact, here recently. How? But uh, how? How? Well, I mean, it's it's Mexico. He, they, there's tunnels everywhere. This isn't like a film. No, no. This is this is this real is life. several times he's escaped from this prison. Is several times. I think uh, back in 2001 he escaped. Yeah. He, uh, so he's escaped now again. Yeah, he's on the loose again. People don't be, no, they don't know where he's at. They don't know where he's at. I mean, he could he could be anywhere. The world's biggest drug cartel from Mexico is on the loose right now. Yeah. And this is not the first time it's happened. No. What what, no. what is Mexico doing the honor system with their yeah. prison there? Yeah. Listen, the door is not locked. Okay? But you don't go, okay? There's, there's a tunnel that goes to limousine. <laughs> but you're being punished. It's not for you. Not for you. It's not, not for, for you. you. There's pizza inside. There's not pizza for you. Inside. <laughs> not for you. The guy that don't go to get the enchilada, it's not for you. <laughs> okay? He's only for the guy. He's not for you. Hey, hey, I'm the, hey, man. I'm the biggest drug dealer in the world. I want the enchilada. No, no, it's not for you, okay? It's not for you. Okay, I res listen. I respect. I will not do. Okay. Comes back 20 minutes later. Oh, no, he do. <laughs> he leave. He escaped. Oh, no. Oh, no. The other system has failed me. Oh. Well, fish a story after uh, after Clavin, but it's it's rich. Oh, it's we're rich. going to break. Andrew Clavin coming up. Lotter with Crowder after this. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How did you get in this room? Cold hard in. cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle. Wow, awesome! Let me give him a hug! <laughs> it's time to migrate to America! Women and children last! Nobody gets me like you, Tickle Me Terrorist! Don't worry! Female circumcision tickles! He's educational <laughs> and promotes tolerance. Tickle Me Terrorist. You'll have a blast. Battery sold separately, uranium not You're listening to L L Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. I'm gonna do the things that I want to do. I ain't got a thing to prove to you. I ain't gonna wear the clothes that you like. I don't give a hoot about what you think. Everyone likes to dance to a happy song. So glad to have this next guest. It is only fitting since he was one of our first guests, even though he's a diva and incredibly difficult to book. But you've requested more of him for whatever reason. You can hear his podcast, The Andrew Clavin Show, at dailywire.com. 
love-hate relationship. But Andrew, thank you for being back, good sir. <laughs> but when did the love start? I, I wasn't aware of that. I, it's more a common courtesy that I have to tag on to the <laughs> front end of it. <laughs> I thought it was just a change of pace. This is true. Well, so you have before, before we get into, we were going to talk about Trump because I know you have some pretty strong opinions on that. You didn't have the podcast last time you were on the show. How's that going? And where can people best find it? Uh, you find it on thedailywire.com, and you just scroll down. It's down at the bottom, or or at the top, it says podcast, and you can go right to it there. Uh, I have to say, it, it's been incredibly fun, and I think it's going really well, but it is challenging. I, I didn't even know you worked for a living. I thought you just sat there and talked, but it is a really difficult uh, thing to do. I'm doing it four days a week, and uh, it's only half an hour long, but it's, uh, it's tough. Amateur. <laughs> not Gay Jared talks more than a half hour each show. Don't you, don't you not, Gay Jared? He's just nodding. He doesn't even want to be included. He doesn't want to be oh, this included. Is not, oh, this is not gay, Jared. Well, legally, okay, legally I am obligated to say that he is not gay, and you can I follow see. him on Twitter at NotGayJared. Draw your own conclusions. Is that fair? Uh, that's, I mean, it's for the purpose of today, yeah. I'll, that's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll that's so. That's I, I just thought it must be a different Jared. No, no, no. Let's just <laughs> careful, Andrew. Let's move along. You don't want a call from attorneys. Um, so speaking of attorneys, Donald Trump. Yeah. You've talked about him on your podcast. This is one of those issues. You know, I was on a show yesterday up in Alaska, uh, and I was just uh, our wonderful affiliates, Cone, up there. And I, I just sent out a challenge to the callers calling in. I said, if anyone can provide any proof, single bit of proof that Donald Trump is a conservative, any proof of consistent principles that he's been a con- any proof, people <laughs> called in and they talked about everything uh, other than answering the question. Your thoughts. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I always, I've always hated the term reactionary because like a lot of terms that the left loves, it packs a lot of dishonesty into a small space. And right. because the idea, the, the idea of a reactionary conservative is, oh, we're always moving forward to the grand utopia and we have social progress and everything's getting better. And people like you just keep reacting and trying to make it stop. You know, you're right. just reacting. But. Donald Trump is a genuine reactionary in that he is completely the creation of Obama and the left. I mean, Obama has has proved to us beyond a shadow of a doubt that the left central principle uh, doesn't work. It's it's a lie. The left central principle is that there is no absolute moral good and therefore all cultures are exactly the same. And therefore, if any culture is dominant over another, it must be because they've committed an injustice. And this works both on the cultural national level, and it also works on the personal level. If you and I compete, it's not right, because if you lose, then that's just because I was unfair to you. So that is no, should be no competition. Everything is somebody else's fault if you're not, you know, so all that is collapsing. And as it collapses, people are angry. You know, they're angry at being told, oh, you know, there's no Islamic terrorism. Right. They're angry at being told that uh, Obama's plans are working, that the economy is getting better. They're angry at being told that what they see right in front of their eyes is not there, and they're not allowed to say anything about it. And Donald Trump breaks those rules. He says, I will say so. I'll say we're going to ban all the Muslims. You know, Muslims, you're fired. It's like, you know, right. that's what it well, no, like no, 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 because he did say he would put some in his cabinet. His Muslims are fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I love the Muslims, he said once. He and he's if you look at his character, if you look at his history, he is a big government crony capitalist. 
who has tried to use Kilo, the Supreme Court's idiotic Kilo decision, to try and seize people's property. He's been friends with Hillary Clinton. He talks about how much he loves. He is not a conservative. He does not represent anything he pretends to represent. He is simply playing people for fools. And they're angry. They get angry at you for saying it. They get angry at me for saying it. But he's obviously playing them for fools by telling just saying just the kind of things they've been sitting at home and thinking, why doesn't anybody say this? Why doesn't anybody say it? So he comes out and says it, and everybody thinks he's a great guy, right. but he's not. Well, then they call, <laughs> then they call you and I cuckservative is the term. Yeah, You're cuck a cuckservative. Just, just what, what does that term mean exactly? You want to know what it actually comes from? Cuckservative, yeah. it comes from a fetish of having black men uh, 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 have sex with your wife in front of you. And so the implication... <laughs> Apparently, it's unhealthy. Uh, it's not a healthy, a healthy sexual expression. No, and so that's just to give you an idea as to how far off the beam these people are. Many people who use it don't even know it. It's it's a it's a fetish pornography, and they're basically applying it to you like watching the black president basically rape your country. People of ethnic minorities uh, rape your country. That's that's the so it actually is a really horrendous term to use. See, that's because just because just because saying uh, the left calls you a racist doesn't mean there's no such thing as a racist. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you actually can be a racist. Well, you made some interesting points. We just wrote about this yesterday. Pendulum swing. You're seeing it in France, the rise of the far right nationalist. You're going to see it in Germany after Angela Merkel. You know, you see it with feminism. You see it with Islam, whereas everyone said, well, no, 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 for a long time. And then it swings the other way. And so what I'm seeing is Barack Obama, liberalism, absolutely. They're going, hey, he's been like a dictator. He shoved through executive orders. He doesn't care what we think. We want our dictator to do it better. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's what concerns me. That's how every and I'm not comparing Trump to Hitler. But every single horrible dictator has come to power at a time where people just say, well, anything is better than what we have. Right. And and also in that anger that you feel after you've been told that you're a bad guy, you're a right. bad guy and you mustn't speak. Don't say anything. If you say something, you're a racist. I mean, it's aggravating. Look, Barack Obama is a guy who went to Turkey, right? Turkey, where they che they cheered the attacks in France at a, at a soccer stadium. You know, he but did you hear their excuse for that, by the way? No, what was the excuse? We were the first ones to run it. We ran it immediately. Yeah. And um, so people were actually, they were rebutting us. So we were the ones who received the rebuttals. And what they said was they weren't booing. They were yelling Allahu Akbar in solidarity was one of their arguments. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, because that moment of silence, I think, yell, praise Jesus, Allahu Akbar, whatever your religion is. Either way, it's a dick move. And then the, well, the other one... Then Obama's over there and he attacks American G Republicans. He's right. attacking American Republicans in Turkey. I mean, talk about a dick move. And that's the thing about this president, by the way. He is a dick. He There is just, you know, they keep saying, well, I may not agree with Obama, but he's a good person. No, he's not. He's a small-minded, mean-spirited little man who's been promoted way beyond his abilities. <laughs> And then he, all he does is he, he attacks Republicans and he knows he knows just how to press their buttons and he's pressing their buttons and it elevates Trump. And Obama knows that, too. Obama yeah. knows he knows that Hillary can take Trump. Well, she that's that's him. what I always think. You know, when Trump comes out and says something that's so outrageous that I know is going to make people who, look, who agree with him look like racist. I think of that Mad Max. Uh, that's bait. <laughs> Point up to the girl. But they're like, do not take it. You know, and people say, well, he, the thing is with Donald Trump. First off, if anyone, anyone out there, you can write this in the comment section if you're listening. Wham, Cone, Alaska, Northern Florida, uh, Patriot, any any of our affiliates, send me proof at all that he's a conservative. 
Any proof. If anyone can prove to me, don't say, well, it's time for a change. Don't say, well, anything is, don't, don't you dare send me establishment. You think the establishment pays me? This is the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> establishment. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Carly Fiorina, Jeb Bush, and the Koch brothers walk up and they pay our payroll. If you could see the size of the studio, look. There's a moving blanket behind this. I'm just, it's its unreal to me. So it's like when someone says, well, the reason for Trump is a response to the establishment. I was talking about this yesterday, Andrew. People don't, he may be winning a poll or two, but you can't say that's a majority of conservatives because if he's at 25 and the next person is at 22 and then you have 17, 18, that means that numbers two through six all voted for anyone not named Trump. So Trump doesn't represent anywhere close to a majority of conservatives, let alone Republicans or Americans. And that's what people need to understand. It is a very small contingency of America as a whole who like this guy. Yeah, and the rest of them won't even go near him. And right. that, the whole idea, the whole idea is yes, at least he does this, at least he does this, at least it's that's all the it's all the definition of reactionary. Right. We don't need to be reactionary. We're right. You know, this right. is the thing. Obama is wrong and we're right. We don't need to prove he's wrong by going with this this guy. You know, the, the funny thing about um, Trump is that Obama keeps portraying the right Republicans as the straw man who hates Muslims, hates this, hates that. <laughs> Trump actually is that guy, you know, and you listen to Obama. He's, and he's, he's so not. Aggressive. He's not. This is one thing that people go like, people sending, Andrew, you know me, people sending me go, do you realize how many Muslims support Sharia law? I'm going, actually, you know what? I did videos on that before Ben Shapiro aggregated it. And actually, at actually, the same time, when Donald Trump was condemning yeah. people like me for doing it. Remember when he condemned Pamela Geller? And he said, no, you shouldn't do it. Why did she try to provoke? Why is she doing this? It's disgusting. It's like, so I've actually been presenting this information while Donald Trump was still pro-Islam, anti-drawing Muhammad, and pro-Muslims in his cabinet. And then Syrian refugees, he was for it three and a half weeks ago. So it's not like we're talking about a shift that happened at one time and he saw the light. It shifts all the time back and forth. Oh, he's an empty man. He has no, there's no <laughs> bottom to there. He's an empty man. There's just no, and, and the other thing about it, by the way, is he's a New York City developer. You know, the definition of that job is a guy who is a crony with government. That's how you get stuff done in New York City. I disagree with you. I disagree with oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's, really? here's why. And this is what I've yeah. said. If people say, I do believe there are some honest, conservative real estate developers in New York. Yeah. Donald Trump's just not one of them. And so when, when people say, well, to get anything done, when you say, well, what about all the buying and selling of politicians? What about, well, if you want to get anything done, that's what you have to do. What I say to those people is you don't believe in the American dream. You believe the only way to get ahead is to be a liar and to screw people, as Donald Trump talks about oh, no. in his book. No, no, wait, I didn't say that. No, not you, but other people. New York I said in New York City, the only way to get ahead is to I don't lie. think so. I know some good New York business owners. New York real estate is, is is just a dirty business. New York development. I mean, that's how New York works. That's why they have all those guys, those inspectors and things. They're not there to prevent fires. They're there to channel graft into the Democrat Party. What about that uh, Muppet-looking lady on Shark Tank? The Muppet-looking lady. On Barbara Corcoran, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whenever they come in, she's like, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a baby bird caught in an oil slick. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's excellent, excellent imitation. You know who I'm talking about now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about now? I, I, I've known you for years, no Steve, idea. I've never known what you were talking about. <laughs> well, neither does my wife. <laughs> yeah, maybe anyway, the, yeah. my point anyway, was yeah. she seemed like a nice lady, but I, I, well, okay, if you talk about that in New York, but can we also agree that people try and... In trying to excuse all the inconsistencies, they say, well, if you want to be successful like Donald, at that level, you just have to do it. 
And I'm saying, well, that belittles everyone who's done it honestly. You can do it honestly. I still, I still genuinely believe that. Um, Kevin Wilson at the National Review makes the point, the excellent point, that Trump is not just a crony capitalist. He's a bad crony capitalist. Uh, he inherited a lot of money, and he hasn't really built up his fortune. So he's not really very good at what he does. I, I mean, I, I just can't understand. I cannot understand how conservatives can be taken in. It really it really hurts my heart to see them taken in by this empty guy when when they're perfectly good. You know, you can't call Marco Rubio, you know, a non-conservative. He's Rano. Like You're Rano. Make America great, Rano. Ted Cruz, you know, you're going to tell me Ted Cruz is not conservative, like that he's an establishment conservative. The establishment would rather have Trump. They'd rather have, they would conserve the establishment would rather have Hillary Clinton in than Ted Cruz. You want somebody that the establishment hates. Ted Cruz is a real guy. He actually has beliefs. Right. It's like he's totally different. I, so it's not like there aren't people to choose from. It's not like we don't have a choice. There are so many good choices. None of yeah. them are perfect. But there are right. a lot of good choices. And I've said this. I could vote in clear conscience for anyone in the Republican Party not named Jeb or Trump. That's it. That's it. That's Maybe it. not Christie. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not a big Christie fan, but I, you know, I understand what he had to do. In Wait, hold on a second. We only have 20 seconds. Andrew Clavin show at dailywire.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of Andrew Clavin. This is Louder with Crowder. Be sure to visit louderwithcrowder.com. Whoa, Jared, what are you doing? Shoot, bad guys. With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. You got him! Yeah! With your what? AR-15! From where? AR-15.com! That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway, because this commercial's about to stop! This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle! No way! Tickle Me Terrorist! Wow! <laughs> Let's not count up! Today we'll be counting down! Five! Four! Three, fine cover. <laughs> He's educational and promotes tolerance. Tickle me, terrorist. You'll have a blast. Battery sold separately, uranium not included. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. This is Louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Back with Andrew Clavin at dailywire.com you can find his show and podcast sorry we were talking about this before the break so we don't just want to be negative on trump because i can hear people clicking unsubscribe and i can hear people calling in and complaining to the home stations you got people who are rhinos who's paying them um there are good choices do you have a choice right now because i don't i can vote for a, a litany of people me too but me too. do you have a choice uh, I'm I'm right there between Rubio and Cruz. Either one of right. them would be really good for me. I mean, I think Rubio was excellent after Obama's speech when he went on Fox News. That uh, interview he gave right after Obama's yeah. uh, puling, ridiculous, absurd speech. Uh, Rubio was it was just had a mastery of foreign policy, which would go down a treat in a world that's. Going but isn't up it funny smoke. though yeah. that he came to refute Obama and then Donald Trump immediately validated what Obama said? 
Rubio comes out and goes, you know, Obama says that the, the concern is this anti-Islamic discrimination. There's no widespread evidence of anti-Islamic discrimination in the United saying. States. And then Donald Trump comes out like, I'll do it. I'll hate the Muslims. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He is the strong man come to life. And who knows? I mean, some people think he's doing it on purpose to support Hillary. I wouldn't put it back. Not gay Jared you know? thinks that. You can chime in, not gay Jared. Yep. Yep. I've been, I called it how long ago? He believes that. And you know what? I don't think that is the most likely case, but I don't think it's completely implausible. I'm an, I'm an anti-conspiracy guy because people aren't really smart enough to pull off conspiracy, but it's possible. It's, it's in the the realm of possibility. No question about it. No, you're not a conspiracy guy at all, but there, I mean, at every, I mean, here's my thing. Donald Trump vehemently attacks condemns conservatives, Fox News, and he every now and then kind of takes a jab at Hillary because you feel like he has to. But he does not attack the left with the same vigor he does the right. And and that's to me where I'm going, well, why why is that? And I don't know if it's just a primary. No, would you would you yeah, would you chalk up just a primary kind of strategy? But no one else does it like he does. That's true. No one else says look at her face. No one else says he you know listen, Bed Carson's like a child molester. Okay. You know that 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 thing too for a conservative, you know, good manners are a conservative principle, and you know, it's not just oh he's a fighter, oh he's a talk. He makes fun of people with disabilities. He's rude to women. He he insults people because of their looks. You're gonna send that guy to the White he's House? He's not a fighter. I mean, He's not a fighter. He's an absolute pansy. Donald Trump is a guy who got a lot of money from his dad who's never had his ass kicked. And when it came to the figurative fight, filed for bankruptcy. This is a guy who needs to be put in a wrestling ring and have someone beat him up. He's a guy who needs to have someone say, no, 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 no. Not bankruptcy number four. We're not going to absolve you of this. We're going to hold you accountable. He needs one moment in his life where he is put on the hook. Not dad's money, not somebody else, not the courts, him. I don't think he's his personality. But I mean, you know, do you really want is is that how angry we are? We're so angry that we're willing to call a great man like Dr. Ben Carson a a child molester. Well, he didn't call him that. But, you know, no, I know what he said. You know, you're being too fair, Peter. uh, Peter. Well, Ben, (laughs) (laughs) who the hell am I talking? Where am I? You're talking like Ben Carson now. too fair to him. He, he didn't say it, but it was close enough for jazz. Well, Ben yeah. Carson was fair to him. Do you hear Ben Carson's response? Yeah, because Ben Carson's a great guy. <laughs> well, listen, that's what you do in the media. He didn't call me a child molester. That's not what he called me. He, anytime someone makes a comparison, you say, oh, well, he, called you. he didn't call me a child molester. <laughs> His voice gets so high like that. <laughs> that thing is ever. a great invitation. That is absolutely true. I just can't get the paint. I'm not allowed. <laughs> no, 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 no. If only I were with SNL, I could play he him. Does, he, he always sounds like he's had a stroke and he's walking. It's hard to believe this guy do, you know, does brain surgery. But what I love about him is when he gets mad, that Detroit single mom ghetto comes out a little bit. Like when he's at CNN. Yeah, talking about, oh, well, his relationship with Jim, right? We don't care. Well, we don't care. Hey, does anyone know his college transcript? Do you know? And they go, why, why, you go, why are you asking that? Because I would like to know. Don't you want to know? And he's like, he steps forward like Cedric the Entertainer in his suit. And it's like, I just loved it. I loved it. Um, You know, he's probably not my guy either, but I just think he's a good man. 
he's a great man, and he that doesn't mean he should be president. He shouldn't be president. You know, I mean, he's not. He's clearly not equipped for the job, and also he is a. He's just boring. You know, like you sit around and go go like, well, you know, listen, the, the presidency isn't brain surgery. I mean, it's really not brain surgery. Right. Just because you can do brain surgery doesn't mean you can be president. Now, that's a good point. I can already see people going, Cleveland doesn't like Trump or Carson. He likes politicians. He's establishment. Well, even Rubio. Rubio was a Tea Party candidate against Charlie Charlie Crist. Uh, is, is it Crist or do you pronounce it? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I always get it right. Yeah, Crist. Remember, he was a Tea Party. And then he had the, the the amnesty thing, which, listen, I'm not a fan of that. No, Nobody's perfect. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's what I find so funny is that's enough to disqualify Rubio. But... Donald Trump giving hundreds of thousands to Clinton, switching his party five times, having Clintons at the wedding, being for gun control until he was against it. The scary thing, we were talking about this, the scary thing is he talked about his, uh, was it his sister, would make a great Supreme Court, who's radically pro-abortion. Did you hear that? Mm. Well, he was radically pro-abortion, but before he wasn't pro-abortion. Before he started running. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, you know, he's all all over the place. And it's just, he, look, (laughs) the thing is, when Barack Obama stands up and he says, we're winning the war on terrorism, or I'm not in favor of big government, as he once said, you know, when he says this, does anybody care? Do you care? Do you sit there and say, oh, now I understand Obama's position? No, Obama lies. You know, like when he, you know how do you know Obama's lying? His mouth is moving. You know, right. that's, you You know that. So the same thing is true of Trump. You know, it's a, it is a character issue in the end. It's not a question of whether you want debate a moratorium on Islamic uh, immigration, okay, but that has nothing to do with him because he's not going to do anything that he says because he never does. Well, and people, he says, uh, you know, he, go, he goes, well, everyone else is taken by, Ted Cruz is now taken by idea. No, actually, when people say he's saying what no one else is willing to say, he's actually saying what every other major serious candidate has said for years, just in a very stupid way. So, That's- Ted Cruz talked about Sharia law being incompatible with the Constitution. Right. That gets them down right. to bed all Muslims like nobody else said it. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Rubio talking about how he would fight ISIS with with uh, troops on the ground, what he would do to. I tell you what, I would take it easy on ISIS. Oh, he's saying what we haven't heard. No, he's just yeah, saying it yeah. in a stupid way. <laughs> um, somebody somebody pointed out that his vocabulary is the vocabulary of a second grader. You know, basically, he's like, you know, things make me angry and I get angry with these things, you know? It's right. Like, you know, yeah, that's that's new. That really is original. <laughs> and I also, I also, the thing that I love is the Lee stuff. I, I don't know who this appears to, but the I would be ISIS is really sniping you know? <laughs> It's like, why does he sound like a goon in a Flintstones? <laughs> hey, boss! I think ISIS is worse nightmare. Shut up, see? What cat burglars? <laughs> All right, hold on. We got to go to a break. Andrew Clavin, The Andrew Clavin Show at dailywire.com. If you're listening terrestrially, go to lottowithcrowder.com for the extended version. Stay tuned. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen on Twitter at S. Crowder. Oh, hey, Lyle. Didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door. 
or gift wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle. Whoa, a Tickle Me Terrorist! For me? For always? <laughs> Tickle Me Terrorist doesn't play with girls! Seriously, don't touch me! He learns and develops, teaching your children along the way. Thanks, Dad! You're the best! He's educational and promotes tolerance. Tickle Me Terrorist. You'll have a blast. Battery sold separately, uranium not included. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. Getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to sound. Glad to be back in the second hour. Producing with me, as always, in studio is. Not Gay Jared. You can follow me at S. Crowder and him at Not Gay Jared. We're actually going to be opening his Christmas gift live on air. Later on down the show, we also have Trump's Muslim uh, banning czar later on down the air. Yeah, James is calling in. Um, I don't want to spend the whole show on Trump. Obviously, the problem is he's been in the news so much. But again, I've asked for anyone to send me proof of Donald Trump as a principled conservative. And uh, the response on Twitter has been to, of course, tell me that I am paid for by Obama. So I just want to make sure that everyone is clear. There has been no proof. Just accusations that I am paid for by Obama and the GOP establishment. Uh, By the way, if I was paid for by Obama, I'd actually be paid for by Trump because he gave to Obama. That's true. And Hillary Clinton. And he supported single health care. So, by the way, if you're conservative and you really hate Obamacare, um, thank Trump. Because Trump supported it and gave six figures to Clinton and to Democratic candidates and openly supported single-payer health care. So if you don't like... Obamacare, if you're not a fan of socialized health care, well, thank Trump for your current Obamacare. Because it's giant billionaires like Trump who gave the money to push it through. Trump supported Obamacare. He gave six figures to Hillary Clinton. She ran on a single-payer health care platform. He openly also, so he supported it financially, and he supported it morally by speaking out publicly in support of it. We have more on this at louderwithcrowder.com. So, I guess if I'm paid for by Obama, I'm, I'm paid for really by Trump. By proxy. It's true. By the way, that that uh that check that came in from from Jeb. Yeah. I can't cash until you sign it over to me. Mm. I appreciate it as a, as a bonus, so I appreciate it. That's true. It's six figures, right? It is. Good. I love those love those Jeb checks. Those Jeb checks. <laughs> Just keep coming. <laughs> Just keep coming. Those Jeb checks. I'm like, why is Jeb still running? I don't know. That's one of those things where you look at him. I really feel as though Jeb was just around the table, and it's well, it's time for you, and. I think he was surrounded by people who convinced him that anybody actually likes him and wants him for president. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. His holding consultation was probably his brother. He's like, oh, yeah, bro. You go for it. You go for you it, go bro. For you know it's got to bother him that his brother made president and he didn't. Yeah. 
I don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah. you know. Maybe he's the smarter of the two. I have no idea, but he's got to be upset about it. Hey, let's talk about voting. I was talking about this, so this is actually pretty telling. I was performing at a university this week, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Black Lives Matter and Slow Solidarity showed up to fact check my jokes, as one does. And um, <sighs> not funny, haha. Funny queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And. I did some polling afterwards at the Q&A because there were a lot of liberal students. So it was, it was you know, I sound like Donald Trump. The room was packed. It was standing remotely. But I asked them, how many of you here support so, support socialized health care, support uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare? And uh, a huge portion of kids raised their hands, right? These are university students aged typically 18 to 24. We had some older people from the community in there too. I said, okay, now by show of hands, how many of you pay for your own insurance? One. And it was a senior member of the community who came in who happened to get one of the bonus seats that was available to non-students. Same thing, I said, okay, how many of you support the minimum wage, a $15 minimum wage? A huge portion of the students raised their hands. Now, a significant portion of them were conservatives, so to be fair, not all students raised their hands. Then I said, okay, how many of you employ anybody? where you would have to pay someone a $15 minimum wage. Two people raised their hands. One was actually a student in, a, in econ, and he said that I think he ran a site, and he had one other person who he paid, and then the same person who paid for his own health care, an older gentleman. And he had seen his premiums go up like seven, something like from, from $600 to $1,700 a month. So an entire room of people saying, yeah, I want, I want free health care, an entire room of people saying, yeah, I want a $15 minimum wage, None of them pay for their own health care, and none of them employ anybody. None of them would be affected by the minimum wage, other than, well, other than the, the, the vast unemployment that comes from it. But none of them would directly have to pay. We have 47% of Americans right now who don't pay federal income tax. No federal income tax at all. Their vote counts as much as yours. And, you know, it got me to thinking, I, and I want you to, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think that if somebody doesn't work, doesn't pay taxes, they should vote? Now, here's what's crazy. People go, everyone has a constitutional right to vote. Actually, no, that's not true. When we started voting, you had to own property. People who were allowed to vote in the United States were head of households, owner of property. And that's also important, head of household, right? So in other words, even if you're a voting age, but you live with mommy and daddy, you're living, smoking pot in the basement, you didn't get a vote. Daddy votes to uh, create, you know, to support an economy that allows him to employ more people, whereas little Bobby goes, I don't like daddy, I'm voting against daddy. They didn't want that. Head of household owners of property. Now I understand the problem. People say it was racist because slaves couldn't own property. Well, no, as a matter of fact, we could have stayed with property owners once obviously emancipation happened and it. It would apply across the board. I'm not defending any kind of uh, 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 literacy tests, any kind of... So, so before you, you, you hit me with your racist accusations, here's the point. We are not a democracy. People go, oh, a constitutional right to vote, democracy. And I'll tweet this out at some point, something here about this. Um, democracy is mob rule. Democracy is everybody votes on every issue. And we know that if everybody votes on every issue, the non-contributors will vote to foster an environment where they don't have to contribute. Think of this from a personal level. 
How many people have you known who are either on unemployment or don't have a job or live with mom and dad and all they're telling them is just go get a job, go get a job, go do something. No, man, I'm really figuring things out. Do you know someone? You know someone like that, right? Not gay, Jared? Yeah, of course. Oh, I think I know who it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little too close to home, so we won't talk about it, I guess. But everyone knows someone like that. I know people like that. I have cousins like that who've never worked a job in their life. In their 30s. I can hear you typing. But their vote still counts the exact same. So we were designed to be a constitutional republic. Now, what does that mean? Representatives. A representative government, right? So people vote for the representatives. Now, who was supposed to vote for the representatives? Contributors. People who were building the economy. People who were fostering growth. People who were employing other people. People who were paying taxes. And I know it wasn't income tax, but we're talking about overall taxes. So it was only the contributors to the country voted on representatives. The representatives were then sent to Washington to represent the will of the contributors. That's very, very different from everyone votes on everything all the time. I want free ice cream. Put it to a vote. Free ice cream for everybody. I want free health care. Put it to a vote. Free health care for everybody. No, it was meant to represent, hey, what should we do on health care? Who are the people here who are uh, creating and driving the economy that will directly impact health care? Oh, all of, all of the business owners, all of the people who own property, all of the people who pay taxes. I'm not talking about going to property or being a business owner. How about just working and paying taxes? How about that? If you don't work or pay taxes... You don't vote. We don't allow we don't allow felons to vote. I don't think we do. I could be speaking out. I'm pretty sure we don't allow felons to vote because Doctor Jim so. got mad about that. That's right. Um, well, it depends. Obviously, we're talking. Yeah, if you well, have they, misdemeanor, they don't. They don't but, but liberals, we yeah, liberals like would like them to. Them to. Um, actually, I'm, yeah, because in Canada, I'm not quite sure. Someone can tweet me. In Canada, I think they were. I knew it was on the ticket for a while. So let's scale that a little bit. If you don't pay taxes, and I want to, I'm going to put a poll up here on Twitter. If you don't pay taxes, if you don't work, why should you get to vote to take the stuff from somebody who does? So regardless of where you line up, that's the history. That's why. You know, Adam ruins everything from college humor. Wanted to paint it. Like, the founding fathers didn't think that everyone had a right to vote. Well, actually, voting, voting wasn't a right. Matter of fact, we talked with Karen Strawn about this. Over 70% of women didn't want the right to vote. When that came up, women's suffrage, right? Well, why? They were self they were self-loathing women. No. That's a tranny. <laughs> they were not self-loathing women. Why? It came with prerequisites. It came with, okay, now you're available for mandatory draft. It came with bucket duty, meaning you had to volunteer as a firefighter. Voting was never seen as a right. That's a very modern thing. Voting was seen as a privilege for the contributors. And women didn't want that. They didn't want the responsibility. Most women liked being moms. Most women liked being home. They didn't want to be drafted. So what happened? Well, we gave them the right to vote. Men voted. We had, there was a vote to see if they could vote, and they got that. And uh, they got none of the responsibilities. Think about it. It makes a lot of sense when you think about any other environment of voting. Think about churches. Yeah. You don't want to let just anybody walk in. Your no, they have to be vote. members of the church. Member church, contributing members who are tithing. Unions. Any, Even any unions. Other, any other environment. Academy Awards. Uh-huh. 
You have to be a member of 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 uh, the union. Is Academy Awards SAG or SAG is a different thing? It's the Academy. Yeah, that's the right. Academy. I don't even know what that means. But SAG, ACTRA, anywhere else, you have to be a member to vote. In the United States, you don't have to contribute anything. Have you paid your dues? No. Are you a part of the club? No. Are you even here legally? No. Are you breaking the law right there in front of me? Yes. All right, come on in. Let's vote who leads us. Then you get Detroit. You get the crack party where he may or may not have killed one of the hookers on which he was cheating with his wife. It's just a crazy story. Anyways, I want to know. You think everyone has the right to vote? Democracy, mob rule, or constitutional republic? Tweet me. Stay tuned. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news videos and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold hard in. cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. Now it's time for your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. Now, this week's letter comes to me from Russell. It's coming out of White Settlement, Texas. White Settlement, Texas. We'll move on without discussing the name. That's an actual place. He says to me... I've got a problem with my girlfriend. We both travel a lot for work, and when we get back, we're both too tired. But she is more tired than me, and I want to get some of my loving on, and sometimes she doesn't want to do the same. Okay, Russ, this is a problem that has plagued a lot of Americans, particularly the executive types who are always doing the traveling and being important. So what you got to do is make sure you take some time, see, for both of yourself when you're not traveling. So next time you both cross paths, let's say at a layover, maybe you're both going to across the country, but you're stopping in Chicago, take her to one of the airport lounges. You can get a day pass, and you can go in, and they got free wine and food. When she goes to take some of the free wine and food, you're going to slip some drugs in the wine and maybe the food all around as much as you can get in the system because then she's going to lay over on the airport lounge and you go to the hip and the bop, 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 bop. This has been your Dating Advice Minute with Bill Cosby. Glad to be back. All right, I'm opening up something here for for not gay Jared as we talk on air, because I want to discuss something important. And we're going to get this up in video form for those of us listening in uh, Detroit, Ann Arbor, 
Lansing, northern Michigan now. We appreciate it. Patriot Voice, Florida, Alaska, terrestrial. A lot of people watching this on YouTube, listening to the podcast, aren't aware that it's terrestrial. You want it? Just to ask for it in your area. But I wrote a column last week. You know, Amy Schumer was on the Pirelli calendar. And that's a problem for me uh, because everyone was saying she was really brave. Now, this week was the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. So Amy Schumer was nude, semi-nude on the calendar. I actually think Amy Schumer can be pretty funny. It has nothing to do with Amy Schumer, but all the people saying she's brave. And I said, well, okay, now you have the Victoria's Secret show this week. No one was ever praising Adriana Lima as brave. What's the difference? One's attractive. Therefore, it's not brave to be semi-clothed. It's only brave if you're ugly. It's only brave if you're likely fat. Now, people will say, who are you to do? I've actually had uh, this uh, famous, I guess, one of the most famous plus-size models, Tess Holiday, Or is it Holiday? I don't know. We have her up on the screen here. Got pretty mad. And she said, who are you? Who are you to say what's beautiful? The target demographic. I'm the guy who would be buying the Naked Lady calendar. Mechanics, man at work, a calendar that has been bought exclusively by men with naked women on the calendars, um, a tire company, Pirelli. That's who I am. Here we go. Who are you? The target demographic. <laughs> is it a, a fair enough answer? Also, a man. I'm the reason you would get naked on a calendar. To sell, the we buy the calendars. So a lot of women say, well, no, we don't care. I got a bunch of naked ladies sending me pictures, giving me the middle finger. We don't care what you think. We get naked for ourselves. No, you don't. You don't get naked for yourself and get on a calendar. Now, in this idea that I'm going to change society's standard of beauty, you don't get to. Men don't go, oh, like Lena Dunham. Men don't go, oh, wow, wow. You know, I just thank you. I, I was wrong about ample bosoms and birthing hips all this time. I want the sort of amoeba-like, snaggletoothed, butch-cutted, chain-gang, BuzzFeed-looking lesbian who's eating cake on the crapper. That's what I want. I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> That's not how it works. If you want, just love me the way I am. Okay, I will. Here's me naked. I'm not a fan. How dare you? You and your preferences? I was born this way. No! You can change it! So Tess Holliday, we've welcomed her on the show. One of the biggest plus-size models. I have this up in front of me. <laughs> uh, she's a large girl. Now, there's nothing wrong. If you're big, a lot of men like large women. That's fine. I actually think, we've talked about this. I think Adele is very sexy. Now, Adele is sexy. Why? Because she's incredibly talented. She's very pretty. She is a large girl. But she's not going around thrusting herself naked upon people. She's pretty and talented and dresses nicely. And, and I find her very attractive. I'm married, obviously. I love my wife. But I'm just saying I, I find Adele attractive. Tess Holliday, not so much. Um, she wrote, I came across an article about some comedian named Steven Crowder. I had to Google it. Uh, I had to Google him. Of course, there's a little insult. Where she said that it she gets mad at me for not calling Amy Schumer brave. It was in response to Amy Schumer's nude photo shoot for the Pirelli calendar, which was epic. I, I mean, if we're going 
it depends on the definition of epic. And all I could think was, nope, some of us don't do it to be brave, and I can guarantee you none of us do it for the approval, nor do we need it. Steven, men like you will never get it, and hell, you aren't even original. We have heard it all before, and guess what? We aren't going anywhere. You might be rolled somewhere. So kiss my fat feminist bum. F your beauty standards. Firstly, I kindly decline your request. Secondly, um, this is not an example of a plus-size model. This is not an example of a woman with a natural body type, Tess Holliday. This is a morbidly obese woman. Okay, for people who are not, who are listening terrestrially, look at the picture. I mean, her blood type is pudding. <laughs> this is a, the tattoos are designed to cover up your varicose veins and diabetes spots. I don't even know if diabetes spots exist. F your beauty standards. You don't get to determine my beauty standards. And it's not like we were trying to be mean. The whole point is you don't get to redetermine beauty standards because you feel good. And by the way, you do do it for approval. You have 1.2 million face, uh, Facebook fans, Tess Holiday, and you do this because you want to make a living. The only way you make a living is if people think you're beautiful. You put on makeup, you put on tattoos. I don't know who that is, what that tattoo is on. Is that, I don't know what the tattoo is on her arm. One of them looks like... Oh, God, Miss Piggy. <laughs> I swear to you, this girl has a Miss Piggy tattoo on her arm. It's irony. I'm making a statement. Well, it's a big statement. We didn't choose our biology. And here's something, too. Women, this beauty standard thing, they get, they get so mad. Here's the beauty. The male anatomy knows no prejudice. Okay, you've taken something that's so beautiful, right? My appendages, it's a veritable beauty weather stick. It knows no race. It knows no social class. It knows uh, no wealth. It doesn't care whether you're big, small, blonde, brunette. Either you're attractive or you're not. It's a lie detector test and it can't be fooled. It's as pure as something can possibly get untainted by political dollars or corporate influences, my Schwanson's a veritable beauty weather stick. You didn't beat the test. Tess Holiday. And I don't, I will never, men out there, just no, listen, we don't, a lot of us just don't like fat chicks. We like women who look attractive. You put an unattractive woman on a calendar, we're going to say, I'm probably not going to buy that calendar. Why? Because she's unattractive. Tess Holiday, you're fat and unattractive and obviously not particularly intelligent. This wasn't a well-thought-out post. Therefore, I wouldn't buy your calendar. Blood-type pudding. Lotto with Crowder will be back. Hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 ball day, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door. 
or gift wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. Breaking news on Wilder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. We are here with an urgent update between a standoff with the Chicago PD and this year's most popular selling children's toy, Tickle Me Terrorist. On the ground, we have Jimmy with updates. Jimmy, we hear last there was a hostage negotiation situation. Where are we now? Yes, uh, Perry, out here, it's actually, the situation has gotten pretty dicey. If you can hear, oh, it seems the hostage taker is speaking. <laughs> You'll never take me alive! <laughs> this is punishment to America for strip clubs and Arby's! <laughs> well, that sounds very problematic. We will keep you abreast as this story develops. I'm Perry Matheson on Lauderwell Glad to be back. I'm actually, we have kind of a scoop here, Jared, with this guest. Uh, before anyone else, he'll be appointed later on, and then everyone will talk about it, but we had it first. We actually have Donald Trump's appointed czar of, I believe, so James, I believe, is the czar of Muslim banning or Muslim immigration. James, what what is your title, and thanks for coming on the program. Yes, thanks for having me on, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I am the czar of Muslim Ban. Of Muslim ban. That's the correct yes. term. Yes, that is the uh, correct political term. Not politically correct term, but that is the political term of my uh, title. Okay. Uh, well, maybe not necessarily grammatically correct, but okay. So, what is your appointed position from uh, Sir Donald Trump? Well, basically, uh, my job will entail, you know... Uh, making sure that uh, when uh, Muslims try to enter the country, um, that I will ban the bastards. Okay, so you mean when you say you're going to ban them, you mean you're going to ban all, ban all Muslims? Yes, every single Muslim that uh, tries to enter the United States of America will be uh, completely and totally banned from entering the country okay uh, i banned the bastards okay so how well okay that's that's i mean that's i understand where you're coming from obviously with the problem with terrorism and i do i support now i support obviously a stop on syrian immigration or from war-torn islamic countries whether they're christian or islam it's a lot easier to ban people from certain countries nationalities um is that what you're talking about or are you talking uh, about an all-out explain to me well, see, see, if you do that, uh, you get into all the little individual countries and you got to, 
you got to see which one's a terrorist and which one's not and all that all that stupid stuff you know it just uh, it just takes a lot of time so i think it'll be easiest to just uh you know pick a religion like uh islam and uh if that happens to be their religion then we'll just uh ban the bastards okay well you know that's obviously a male. Uh, uh, what do we do about Islamic women? We saw with the San Bernardino shooting, one of the, the women was the, the woman was the one who radicalized the men. That that is an excellent point, Stephen. And in that case, we will also have to uh, make sure that we ban the bitches. As okay. Well. well, listen, we can't say that on air, so you have to find another term to go with. But I understand the sentiment. Um, okay. So, how are you going to do this? Well, uh, it, it is a, a two-step process. Uh, the Muslim will first try to enter the United States. Right, that's step one. Oh, well, then it's a three-step process. Oh, that's a, it's a three-step process. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay, so that's step one. Okay, so it's a three-step process. And then I, I shall ask them, are you a Muslim? And if they answer yes, I will uh, ban the best. Or, or bitches. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's just say, let's go with women. Bastards is okay, but let's just, you know, we want to be respectful. All right. Okay. 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 But, uh, so, okay. okay. Here's my question to you. I understand the plan. What if one of the Muslims answers no, but they're lying? Uh, I, uh, to be honest, I have not completely thought about it uh, that way. Uh, we will definitely have to uh, look into that. Um, but, you know, we're still working things out. You're still working things out. But you've been appointed czar. It would seem that that would be one of the first. I mean, it would seem that that's kind of the first problem with the plan that you would want to issue. I mean, what other troubleshooting have you done? Well, uh, we uh, so far we have uh, we have come up with a three-step process, and we uh, we we definitely have picked the religion, and we decided on uh, on the ban, and uh, and the bastards and the bitches, um, and uh, that's uh, we'll I guess we'll take it from there. Okay, we'll take it from there. Well, listen, well, can you call us back? And update us as you figure out, because it seems like a pretty it seems like a pretty pertinent issue if you're going to ban all Muslims to be able to figure you know to have some kind of a uh, uh, some kind of a contingency plan if they lie. Yes, I will definitely call you back uh, if I am uh, still appointed at this position. As you know, I I tend to move around, float around, from I job do know. to job. But, uh, yes, if I am still in this position, I will give you a call and let you know how the banning of the bastards is doing. Thank you very much, uh, James. Make America great again. Uh, that was James, Trump's Muslim banning czar. I have to tell you, I think I have a little bit of a better grasp on the plan. I think it, it sounds, you know, I wasn't convinced before. It, but, I'm uh, not entirely convinced. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, it, it seems a little shaky. It, well, you know, but at least they're working through some issues, it sounds like. It sounds like they're interested in finding solutions. Yeah. Which, you know, me, I've always been a solution right. guy. You know, here's my issue that I, I want people to understand. Is it unconstitutional to put a ban on certain immigrants? No. 
No, it's not. It's not unconstitutional. Jimmy Carter did that. Um, we had that in uh, in fifty two. It's not unco- immigrants are not afforded constitutional rights. Okay, can you now? So that's is it legal? Yes, it is. Is it feasible? Well, that's different. Is it feasible, for example, to ban immigration from, let's say, England? Probably. Even though we can't ban illegal immigration from Mexico. Um, is it feasible to ban immigration, let's say, from sweet, from Syria? Yes. We can say no Syrian refugees right now. It's a very serious problem, and I wholeheartedly support that. Sorry, no Syrian refugees at the moment. Too many Trojan horses. We've seen it with Europe. Uh, we know ISIS has infiltrated these refugees. The demographics are something to definitely be leery of. You can do that. Now, uh, unfortunately, that's what leftists were complaining about. What about all the Christians? Well, that's true. But it's a lot easier to say Syria, passport, camel license. No, you don't get to come in. Someone brought up a great point on Twitter here. They said, uh, how does Saudi ban Christians? Because that's a country we probably want to. Well, what they do is actually kill you. Oh, okay. Yeah, they kill you if you convert to Christianity. That makes sense. Or if they know that you're a Christian, you know, they actually, they have, that's the whole thing. Do we want to have basically Gestapo? going through the streets. That's what they do in Muslim countries. I knew a girl from Egypt. Her mother converted from Islam, and they left. Even This was back when Egypt was still seen as relatively moderate. Still, if you convert, you're dead. If you're not a convert, if you're originally a Christian, it's not as severe. But my point is... There's, there's, there's one method, then. There's one method. So if Donald Trump wants to go that way, just on the Christian side, um, you know, maybe. Is it feasible to ban people from certain countries, say no immigration from this country? Yes, and we've done it, and that's perfectly constitutional should you want to do it, and I have no problem with doing that if we have a discussion and we agree it's the best thing for national security. We've talked about that. The problem is banning Muslims. Well, there are plenty of Muslims from Sweden, from the U.K. We saw the Muslim huggy bear who was from the U.K., right? Converted. Now he's a terrorist. That's very difficult. We've never banned immigration on a religion before. It's not easy to do. It doesn't show up on your ID. It doesn't show up on your driver's license. A lot of them lie. You have Muslims who have lived their entire lives uh, as ter- terrorists, faking to be moderate, going to strip clubs. They're allowed to, it's takea. They're allowed to lie about it. It's a, por- a part of their religion. Terrorists know this. So I, I don't see, and I'm not seeing any pragmatic way to implement it. And then that begs the question, if that is correct, okay, why propose it? Do you think Donald Trump doesn't have Google? Do you think Donald Trump doesn't have advisors who know, listen, this isn't doable? So then why say it? Could it be at that point, maybe because he was being beaten by Ted Cruz in Iowa? Could it be that maybe he needed to make some headlines and so let's just say something bombastic? Because there is no, and you're talking to someone, listen, I did the Quran challenge. I dressed up as Muhammad and beat my six-year-old wife in a Three Stooges routine. Nobody has a bigger problem with Islam and Sharia law and its incompatibility with the Constitution than I do. Nobody. And I supported when Ben Carson said I would have a problem with a Muslim president because Sharia law is incompatible with the Constitution. It's entirely reasonable. You have over 85 Sharia courts in the UK that handle domestic abuse cases, uh, that handle gross rights of, uh, of gross violations of human rights. That occurs anywhere. We've talked about that. That occurs anywhere in Islam, of course. 
And of course, it's a problem with the Constitution. And of course, the founding fathers would have never allowed a Muslim to sign the founding documents declaration. Of course. They were leery of Catholics. Why? Because they felt they had a higher allegiance to the Vatican and the Pope. Am I comparing Catholics to terrorists? No. I'm just saying there's historical documentation that founding fathers had a legitimate concern of Catholics being part of the founders because they thought, well, people have to pledge to this flag first from a nationality standpoint. Of course, they left room for spiritual authority in the Bible, and it was the basis of our laws. But they believed, nah, if you have a higher allegiance to some other king, to some other figure, to whose authority you would submit beyond the flag, beyond the Constitution, beyond the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, beyond our laws, we probably don't want you in the guild. So if someone came in and said, well, listen, I like this whole America thing, but Sharia, okay, you have to make sure that in here freedom of speech only applies to me, to me now, to me, not to the people who are not Muslim. Women have to have four witnesses for rapes. They cannot ride in the front seat of the carriage, okay, in the back, in the back, and they dress like ninjas. This is the rules. They would have said, you know what? We probably don't want your John Hancock on there. Let's hold off on it. And yeah, maybe we're going to outlaw this so-called religion, Islam. That's the issue. I understand it. Islam is just as much of a political and legal prescription as it is a religion. It's not the same with Christianity. It's not the same with Buddhism. It's not the same with Hinduism. I get all that. It doesn't change the fact that it's completely unfeasible to ban a religion. So that begs the question, why say it? You're either too stupid to know that it's unfeasible, and I don't think Donald Trump's stupid, or you're deliberately misleading people and throwing them red meat they want to hear because you know it'll grab headlines. Tweet me at Escrater. I want to know, why would you say that? And is there any possible way to screen for Muslims? I don't know. Is that, is that out of line there, uh, Jared? I think that's perfectly reasonable. That's pretty reasonable to me. Pretty reasonable. What were you doing on your computer? Uh, scrolling through Twitter. Just seeing what the tweets What's are the, What are the tweets today? Are they still accusing me of being paid for by Barack Obama? Well, yeah, when it's not Jeb Bush, yeah. When it's not Jeb Bush. That's yeah, right. The Koch brothers. Apparently, Ted Cruz is seen as a puppet now. Apparently, he's a GOP establishment puppet that we're seeing. In I just don't know how this happens. I don't know how... You know, someone who made one mistake is unforgiven, and someone like a Donald Trump, who was liberal on every single issue always until he ran as a Republican, is absolved of it. He was for Syrian refugees, let alone Islamic refugees, let alone Islamic immigrants, three weeks ago. What changed? What's the flash? I, I mean, it just matters to me. I'm not here to shill for any candidate. I'll vote for anyone on there in clear conscience, even though they're imperfect, not named Jeb or Trump. I can vote in clean conscience for any of them. Louder with Crowder. We have more to talk about after this break. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? 
I don't even know. How, how did you get in this room? Cold hard in. cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! LotterWithCrowder.com. Don't listen to FunDip. It doesn't cost a thing. LotterWithCrowder.com. This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle. Wow, Tickle Me Terrorist! You mean we get to learn and blow shit up? <laughs> Let's make our pilgrimage to Mecca. We can stampede together. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. You better leave the room. He's educational and promotes tolerance. Tickle Me Terrorist. You'll have a blast. Battery sold separately, uranium nine. This summer party, we will party hard. Glad to be back, and uh, we have updates here. Not Gay Jared was telling me about the character's name is El Chepo. El Chepo, I can't believe you don't know who he is. He's like the biggest drug lord in the world. I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I just realized. No, no, let's go back to that. Okay. Before that, let's give a review of Creed. Oh yes. So for those, we're going to change pace here. Jared and I yesterday finally went to go see Creed. Full disclosure: I'm a Rocky fan. I grew up on Rocky. Too. I love Rocky. You know, I grew for, up on all the movies, and I and I can accept the ones that aren't that great, three and four and five, obviously for what they are. I, I liked Rocky Balboa, the one in two thousand seven. I thought that was pretty good. That was really good, actually. I would rank them: Rocky one, two, Balboa, three, four, five, Creed. For the, just to, we should have led with that. Creed was the biggest festering pile of disease-ridden excrement. That I have seen in a long time. Your thoughts? I concur. You concur, because we don't we don't always agree on films. No, we don't. But it was really bad. I was bored for most of it. If I wasn't like dissatisfied, right. I was actually just just bored in general. I should probably let people know but... right now that we're reviewing Creed on the Twitter. You should. What 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 was it that was so boring to you? You know, I just thought. It felt like a really crappy fight movie sp- with a few Rocky references peppered in. It makes you appreciate Cinderella Man or Warrior yeah. or really good. When a film yeah. makes you appreciate, like that movie No Escape, where you go, gosh, you just realize how bad other people are when they're doing suspense. Mm-hmm. That's when you – no, this was on the flip side. Um, it was like someone said, okay, we're going to take Rocky, remove every single character that's ever been likable. So no appearances – from uh, the best, obviously, Pauly, Adrian, Creed, Mickey, Mickey, uh, the black guy who trained Creed, yeah, everyone uh, who was dead. back in Rocky Balboa. You know, in Rocky Balboa, you still had Pauly, and you still had that. Uh, I forgot and his name. His son, his son, and which was a great character. That was a great storyline. Great storyline. Uh, you know, the black guy, the throwing the damn towel, man. That was guy. he. In that, was he in Rocky Balboa? Yeah, he was one. Remember, speed. You ain't got it, and your joints are beat up. So running's out. So we got to start building raw horsepower. Oh, that's right. well, yeah, that's right. Let's start him. building some hurting bombs. And you're like, yeah, keg swings. They didn't even reference him in this one, did they? They didn't even reference him. I don't know if he died. Maybe he died. I don't know. I saw him once when I was in L.A. at the Grove. Anyway, so let's take Rocky, remove all the characters you like, and make it urban. I know people are going to get mad. They're, let's remove the orchestra music, the classic stuff, replace it all with hip-hop, Remove any of the dialogue 
that people liked or the characters and just replace it with, like, a good example, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the final fight, right? They're so concerned with making it hip and hip-hop. Like, the, the good guy comes out to gangster rap and the bad guy, the champ, comes out to gangster rap. Think about con comparing that with the American anthem and the American flag with, like, Creed and then Lundgren with the Russian national anthem, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. even the big show of Creed and Rocky come out with Shamrock's meets. You know, you had – there was no contrast. Think even, of, even Rocky Balboa, I think he came out with something kind of – I can't remember what it was, but then the bad guy came out to gangster rap, which, right. kind of, which made sense and it right. fit. Yeah, and this one it was just bang, bang, pow, pow, rap, good guy, bang, bang, pow, pow, rap, bad guy. The montage, there was no montage. It was him, the main kid, jogging down a street, I think it was hip-hop, and a bunch of guys – in uh, in dirt bikes and four by fours, popping wheelies, which is it was a really who, who stupid by the way, scene. Who had never met him before that? Yeah, there was no relationship, there was no building. Like a good example is remember in Cinderella Man, the the corner shots are what are so big. And boxing is never about boxing; it's about the struggle. You know what I mean? It's about it's about the that's why combat sports are such a big deal. There's, there's a visceral reaction. Remember when Paul Giamatti walks up to Jimmy Braddock in uh, in, in his corner mm -hmm. in um, Cinderella Man? He goes. All right, I'm going to give you the stool. Shake it off. You don't want the stool. That's okay. Here's water. Shake your head like you don't want it. And then he shakes his head, and then the other corner, you see the guy going, why is he not taking water? He's panicking. Or remember in Rocky II where he goes, man, why are you trying to have me avoid this fight? He said, I watched you hit that man with everything you had as hard as you possibly could, and that man kept coming, Apollo. We don't need that kind of a man in our lives. <laughs> it's a great line. It's so good. There's the realization, right? So good. Of okay, this is more. This person's for real, and anyone who's ever watched combat sports has seen that. Where an underdog comes in, Holly Holm just had it. Where in the end of the first round, this this titan, this queen Ronda Rousey was. Oh my God, her panic, her corner was panicking. This one had none of that. The corner yeah. every single time was. I'm gonna knock him out in the first round. I'm gonna knock him out this round, coach. I'm gonna knock him out this round, coach. I think he was from Manchester. It's like yeah. it didn't build. It was, it was, there was no moment like in even Rocky Balboa with the son and father son talk. No. The only emotional part that I found at all, only part that I found myself even the tiniest bit, not even choked up, but even pre choked up, was when he was at the grave of Adrian. And spoiler alert, Polly. Yeah, spoiler alert, Polly. Well, and spoiler alert, Rocky gets cancer. And spoiler alert, and, and, spoiler cancer. alert, Sylvester Sloan's a good actor in it, some it, of these. He's not a bad actor compared to this other, you know, Nick Cannon who's not Nick Cannon. What's his name? Michael Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> This is a stage name. It's got to be. Yeah, probably. His name can't be Michael. Maybe it is. I don't know. He's not a good actor. No. Um, and I know people. So I, I, I honestly feel this is like a Gamergate situation with reviews because there is no way you're going to read reviews and people. I don't know. I don't know anyone it's who's seen like it. It's got like 80, 90 percent yeah. on right. I can't videos. imagine somebody liking that film. The big, by the way, the big, the, I guess the crescendo, the big point when uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert at the end of the fight, you know, it's the same thing like Rocky split decision loss. The champ walks over, and there's no, all it is is, hey, you know, you should wear that name with pride. Hey, man, respect. That was it. Hey, man, respect. Like, it's occurring on some, like, listen, the whole, I get that you're trying to be real and raw in this mumblecore film movement, but you know what? Sometimes film is supposed Wait, to this be. This is Cosby. Yeah, this is Cosby. <laughs> well, let's just, just avoid the coffee. Don't drink the coffee, Miss Cosby. The point is. Sometimes film is supposed to be better than real life, and Rocky was that. It was never trying to be a, a gritty reality-type drama. It was Rocky. And they removed anything that was good from it, and it was also just really boring. 
Uh, anyway, so if you are thinking about going to see Creed, I give it a crap bomb. Last few seconds. What yeah, do you say? Yeah, yeah, crap bomb. Go see Peanuts or something. Yeah, yeah Anything not named Creed. Krampus was better than Creed, believe it or not. We'll be back after this talking about politics, but we just gave you the film review. We need to title it. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Jared, what are you doing? Shoot bad guys. With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR-15. From where? AR-15.com. That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway because this commercial's about to stop. You've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're strange Getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to well, Welcome back. I'm your host, Stephen Crowder. Louderwithcrowder.com. Producing with me in studio. You can follow him at Not Gay Jared. Follow him. Draw your own conclusions. Really quickly, before we move on. Uh, one big irony about Donald Trump, and I want to move on to the gun show myth that people push. You know, I have a lot of tweets here, people accusing me being, of being paid by Barack Obama, people saying he had to buy and sell people before. He's a businessman. That's because how you become successful. Wow. You believe that no successful business people in the United States have done it honestly? You don't believe America's great. Make America great again? You're the last person who believes America is great. Make America great again. Well, what's great about it? Well, you can only make it if you're dishonest. Okay. Uh, you wanted to tell me about El Chapo first. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. So El Chapo, so, Mexican drug dealer. Yeah, so it was trending all over the place. How many times has he escaped, just to be clear? Is this the third time? At least twice. At least okay. twice. And his, uh, his, his blog, you know, most people say how many wives and children they have. His just says literally... At least eleven. So El Chapo has El a blog. Chapo. No, 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 no. His his info on, on, oh, on okay. Wikipedia. At least eleven. At least five wives. It says. Well, so we don't know a whole lot about him, really. But uh, except for the you know he's, he's, he's escaped just, prison twice. At least twice. Yeah. Yeah. I also read that the guards ignored loud drilling coming from his cell. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> there's the first problem. <laughs> you know, he didn't even have to Andy Dufresne slowly scrape it out with a spoon and let it fall through his pockets as he went out to the prison yard while Morgan Freegan narrated with soothing <laughs> baritones. He just just turned on his turned on his Black and Decker power tool and no one even asked a question. Well, it was trending all last night, all over Twitter, all over, you were probably in bed by this time, all over every news site reported he had declared war on ISIS because they had smashed up some of his drug deals, his drug uh, shipments. And so everyone's like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, the best gangster in the world is going after ISIS. Well, well, it turns out it was a hoax. 
Turns out it was a hoax. And they they found this encrypted email posted to. Wait, did he actually escape? He's you no. Know, he really escaped. This is. He's just not declaring war on ISIS. He's not declaring war on ISIS. They don't. They don't even know where he is. You think he's? You think he's? They, yeah, that's they, what I was going reported, to ask. He found some encrypted email on drugcartel.com. I think, or is cartel blog, cartelblog.com. <laughs> because cartels have blogs. They have blogs. And, and so, Dropping off I mean, some heroin look, tonight, LOL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone from CNN, Fox News, Drudge, everyone was reporting that he had declared war on ISIS. But it was some blog. It finally, Drudge? Everyone was linking to it. And Fox? Everyone was linking to it. There you go, it. folks. You can't trust people on the right any more than the left when it comes to news right so, now. That's so the beauty of where we are. We don't have to post news. Well, we, yeah. we do like four or five pieces you a day. You can't find it anywhere today because it was some blogger said, look, I this was satire. I put it on my website like a week ago. And Daily Mail was the only one who posted it saying, oh, this is, this is bogus. I got fooled once by that, and I didn't post an article on it. I wrote about it on Twitter where it was um, usatoday.co. .co. But it looked just like USA Today. And it said that Facebook was going to censor, uh, post, you know, have a dislike button. And if uh, a post got more than 10 dislikes, dislikes. You know, I thought I would panic because I'm thinking, well, we have liberals come and spam our page all the time. So this is really bad. So I tweeted out, like, does anyone know about this? People said it's fake. And, but that was, that's not, it doesn't seem like this guy was trying to make it look real. It no, was satire. I think it was satire. It got picked up by some, you know, cartelblog.com right. as an encrypted message to ISIS. And then everyone ran with it. Everyone ran with it. And then you know what? I mean, you can't find it anywhere today. No, that's I embarrassing. I, see, I didn't see any apology. I went through, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I went through like tweets. Well, you tweets. know what else happened? No one issued Speaking an apology. Which, yesterday, this guy, uh, I think, is it, hold on, let me bring this up here. Was it Chris Camozzi? Carmine Zazora. So this has close. been going around You're a really lot. really close. This has been going around a lot. He posted Trump rallies today, and it was a picture of Trump at this giant rally, uh -huh. which was Photoshopped, and it said other political candidates. And it had an image of CPAC from three years ago, almost entirely empty. Now, I know this because I hosted CPAC for four years. And I know it was a long time ago because I could tell it was still at the Maryland Ballroom at the Marriott, not at the event center out in Maryland. This was when it was still in D.C. So I know it had to be at least three, if not four years ago. So someone's basically trying to say, hey, look, a Trump rally from yesterday in Iowa during a campaign year, and you could be taking an image from a 6 a.m. ballroom spot at CPAC. It's, it's an event that goes on for three, four days. You know, I mean, look at Comic-Con. You're yeah. going to have some empty yeah. rooms, even if it's like the Walking Dead cast, if it's at 6 a.m. because people are exhausted. So that's bad enough in and of itself. But the reason I caught this guy was the, the image at CPAC was Donald Trump speaking four years ago. If you look in the Jumbotron, because people hated him. No one liked him three, four years ago. So he was comparing a Trump rally today with a Trump rally at CPAC three years ago, trying to say it was Ted Cruz or Rubio. And he said, well, you know, the, the point is Trump's getting great crowds. No, that's not the point. Honesty matters. You can't be dishonest. Just like, I mean, we've had issues before where we've, we've posted corrections and articles. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. But a lot of these news sites they won't do it. They just pull it and they don't say anything. They just pull it and they don't say anything. I, I, well, if you poll it, you say something on social media, usually, because you don't I, want the I, just, I looked through a lot of them. You looked through a lot of them? Anything. I didn't say anything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I didn't see anything. Tweet him at not gay Jared. That is sad that people get fooled that easily. It's because everyone's looking for the click right now. The click, 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 click. You just wonder. Click. You just wonder. I mean, it just makes you think, gosh, how many other stories have you read that were not fact-checked? Right. Not vetted at all. Right. No apology issued, and you just you walk away thinking, oh, that's well, what happened. And we're, I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer. I'm a comedian. 
but we adhere to far stricter journalistic ethics than they do just to be entertaining. Like when we did that Bernie Sanders video, there's over 35 sources. When we did, what was the recent video we did? We had a bunch of sources. Uh, I'm trying to, to remember. Detroit. 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 Yeah, the yeah. Detroit video. People get mad because they love their hometown of Detroit. They don't want to acknowledge that it's, that it's dying. So we had, I don't know what, 25 sources on the crime rates, the graduation rates, and uh, unedited, and people will still argue against it. So we really do try. A lot of these big sites right now, the problem is there's more and more content growing and ad revenue is going down. So for those of you listening right now, whether you're on the right or on the left, just because you see something in an image doesn't make it true. Especially um, those, those, I love, my favorite ones are those those quotes. They just somebody. Yeah, like from quote, Sam Elliott or something. Oh, a post on Morgan Freeman, picture of Morgan Freeman. And they just oh, do it. That's great. Right. I can't believe it. Well, whereas yesterday we posted an actual quote from Kurt Russell on gun control. And I realize the power in, because we don't post fake quotes to celebrities. I mean, we'll post like a joke, you know, like yeah, yeah, Obama yeah. dealing with the terrorist attack and it's him on a bicycle. I don't even care though, LOL. Like clearly that's not meant to be serious. But people will just take quotes, false quotes, and put it online. And, and I know a lot of conservatives fall for this. Sam Elliott has not ever spoken out on gun control. Morgan Freeman hasn't either. So don't believe those quotes. It's just that they know people like those celebrities. And so they use it. We actually posted a story though. Kurt Russell said, I think, I have a quote here. If you think that gun control is going to change the terrorist minds, I think you're like out of your mind. So we put that up there as an article. People didn't even read the article. They saw the quote and just clicked like and share, you know, 20, 30,000 times, whatever the total interactions are. Now that's accurate. Kurt Russell made that quote. But we watch this and we go, man, it would be really tempting to do a bunch of fake quotes like Morgan Freeman and Sam Elliott. It would be really tempting to do like a lot of AM radio hosts do with you and just give you what you want to hear. Because we can make a lot of money right now, right? If mm -hmm. every story were as big as Kurt Russell, if every story, when we do have actual celebrity quotes, whether it's Chris Pratt or James Woods or Kurt Russell or something, we cover it and they blow up. So people go, this does really well. Oh, it's a down news week. I know what I'll do. I'll make one up. And that's really scary to me. Yeah. That's really scary to me. And that's why we're going to be starting a, a, pay, a pay subscription uh, for Louder with Crowder in January, a mug club. It's only $3.99 a month. Uh, everything else will be free, but if you want ad-free, you want the mug, you want additional programs, the reason is because we don't want to be beholden ever to having to continually increase traffic. And we don't. We consistently post between four and eight pieces of content a day, whereas the sites you mentioned that covered this thing, they post up to like 75. That's a scary part about news right now. There's not that much going on. Well, and it started with a 24-hour <laughs> news cycle. Yeah. There isn't 24 hours worth of news. There just isn't. There's not. It's the same reason there, there wasn't 24 hours worth of music. MTV now is doing sitcoms. It's not music anymore. At least they're honest about it. But news is still acting as though it's news. We do this show once a week, and we write articles as they need to be written, and we don't write articles if they don't need to. But other, think about this for a second. It is their job. They need to deliver news to you. And sometimes there's no news. But they still have to make payroll. What do you think they do? Anyway, so that's El Chapo. So he's still at large? Still at large. The Mexican drug yeah, cartel? Yeah, no idea what's happening. Mexico's a horrible place, by the way. Not only are their prisons obviously severely <laughs> understaffed, <laughs> but Mexico City is like the most, I think it is the most violent city in the world, Mexico City. I've heard that. I've heard that. I mean, they've got 401k. And he's for like murder the second there. most powerful person in all of Mexico. Well, so. and then, yeah, it's, it's a rough situation. So uh, if you live anywhere near Mexico, lock your doors, particularly if, 
you're an ISIS supporter because I think he's coming for you. He's coming. Well, listen, we all, we're going to come back after the break. So, you know, what? might as well bring on Courtney, uh, the lovely Courtney Kirchhoff, because she was the one who wrote this article that I assigned on the gun show loophole. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. So if someone tells you that we need to close the gun show loophole in this country, well, they've clearly exhibited that they don't know anything about guns because it's not something that exists. So you shouldn't really listen to their opinion. Uh, we're going to fight that myth when we come back. Courtney Kirchhoff, Lotter with Crowder. Stay tuned. Everybody was Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage, after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com, or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lau, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. We come to update you on the story of the outbound Tickle Me terrorist who did in fact leave Chicago and had police chase him on a 90 mile an hour car chase across the Illinois freeway. We have now live footage from the helicopter camera and our police on the ground. We are told that Tickle Me terrorist has exited the vehicle and lusting his demand. Oh, there you have it. Apparently, no civilian lives were lost. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Get the f*** out of here! Outcast, uh, one of one of my favorite films, Four Brothers, with Andre 5000 from Outcast, Mark Wahlberg. They shot it all in Detroit because they just needed a place they could shoot up. They literally just gave them license to shoot up a bunch of houses because they were going to demolish them anyway. But it's the time of the week where we go to our wonderful writer, very brilliant, but can be a little bit uh, temperamental. Uh, we're always happy to have her on. You know that sound. You know what that means. I know. I know what it means. 
It means that Courtney Kirchhoff is with us. Courtney, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being with us. Empress? You are Empress? I like it. I like it lots. <laughs> yeah. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing German. It's, it's really bad. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I was saying, I am an emperor. I'm a ma'am. You're Empress? Oh. <laughs> the Asian dude from the video this week. You need to watch that a few more times to get that right. I'm trying to get Racist Emperor on the show. For those who don't he know, we did, a, we did a video in this chi- a hidden camera video, and this Chinese guy was just hysterical. Um, okay, Courtney, you wrote about this, and it was really good. I mean, I kind of, you. you know, I send out these ideas and kind of framework, but you really did, did your due diligence. So the gun show loophole, we hear everyone talking about Hillary Clinton, uh, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, that we need to close the gun show loophole. A lot of people believe that's an actual thing. Is it? You have the floor, madam. Well, it's just a distraction because there is a law that says if you're a private seller who only sells guns occasionally, you don't have to run a background check. And everyone thinks if you've not been to a gun show, that uh, that's all who's there. Right. But it doesn't make sense if you're going to a gun show. You have to pay, I don't know how much money, but probably a lot to be a vendor there. Right. You're only going to sell massive amounts of guns, or that's going to be your aim. So it's gun dealers who go to gun shows. It's not going to be your grandma who's selling her old Colt who's going to go to a gun show. Right. So it's... it's well, you have the number. Here. It's less than, and also less than... Two percent of guns used in crimes are bought at gun shows at all. Right. I mean, probably. I don't know what the number is, but we're looking at a small percentage of people who are going to buy their guns legally to commit crime. And they're they're not going to follow the laws anyway. Right. So it's just it's just yet another distraction that they they talk about. Like, oh, we need to. Everyone's getting this because there's some law that everyone's getting around. Like, no, that's that's not it. No, it's well it less. I'm looking at the number here from Cato Institute. Less than two percent of guns in crimes are bought from gun shows, and that is not at all to say how many of those were bought through some loophole, which is likely single digits of the two percent. Yeah, um, it's very, very low. It's it's just a um, a quiver in their gun control arsenal. They just are like, well, let's. I think let's you were looking for up. arrow in their gun control quiver. Uh, it's early. <laughs> Because he I used two containment methods, but no trying, tool. I was trying time. to use my, you know, tie it into a weapons analogy. I know. Well, that would, that would have been like saying it's a it's a bullet box in their tool chest. Yeah. You mean a bullet in their chamber? It, it would have been saying like, yeah, you actually, it's the bullet comes out of the gun. You put around in the chamber. Well, these people clearly don't know that. When people, I mean, Jared, Jared and I have gone to gun shows. Well, you get some weird people sometimes, you know, you get some people like some of the survivalists who are selling hybrid seeds and all that stuff. But for the most part, they're just normal people, gun dealers. Um, I do know the private sale, you know, in Texas, for example, if if Jared says, hey, I can sell you that gun, um, I can just do a bill of sale, a receipt, and then do whatever licensing process I need. But we can do that. That's legal. That's the private sale. That doesn't happen at a gun show because of the volume required to usually get spots at a gun show. Right. Anyway. And it's the same here in, in Washington. I mean, it all goes state by state, too. So you, you can't just say everyone in every state is the same. Like, it's, it's not. Like, in Washington, our gun laws are pretty reasonable. So if someone, if I wanted to buy someone's Glock, um, a private sale, I, there doesn't need to be a background check. It's, just, it's the same thing. It's like selling, you know, 
anything right. else. So what's the re- so then what if we know this statistically? Okay, less than two percent of guns uh, used in crimes come from gun shows, and nearly none of those purchases at gun shows are private sales because they have to be firearms licensed firearm dealers. What's the reason for people making such a big deal about closing the gun show loopholes? Why would they do that? They're not okay. So the problem with arguing about people with the with guns is that they don't care about facts. If they cared about facts, obviously it, 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 they can't argue on facts because the facts don't support the idea that guns are these inanimate objects running around beating up women. Um, you know that revolvers. That. Well, that revolver is a dick. Mm, yes, but it. Um, so. I, I guess if you were arguing with someone on guns, you could say, actually, the gun hole loophole is a myth, and here's why. They're just going to switch tactics and go to something else. Because the goal is to ban firearms. Right. So, I mean, that's the problem with arguing with these people is they don't really want to argue on facts. Right. Well, that's something, too, that always interests me. They talk about Australia. They go, well, firearm-related suicides are down 30%. I say, well, what about suicides? I don't really talk about that. Why do I care if you swallow hey, a bottle why, of Tylenol? Why is there been an uptick in hammers? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer sales are through the roof. I don't know. People can't stop buying enough four by fours and nails. <laughs> right. Like if people, where there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. Yeah. I'm not concerned with gun crime. I'm concerned with crime. Crime. And so yeah. I think we should skip the middleman and ban crime. And, and I hate to say, you know, you don't need to be a conspiracy theorist to say, obviously, their goal is to disarm a populace. Obviously, their goal is to take away guns because this is such a small thing. But what does it do? If you close the gun show, that means you ban all private sales of firearms. And what does that mean? That really means a registry of guns, some kind of a national registry of guns. That's how it starts. And I still want to know how they're going to ban people from selling their guns privately. How are you going to stop that? Well, they're not, but they just yeah. want to get people to register their guns. It's a, it's a talking point, right? It's something that they say to get people to go, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to close that loophole. It's the same thing like we're going to raise taxes on the rich. Nobody stops to ask, like, well, is it helpful? It just sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. If you I repeat, could... repeat enough times, it sounds like, you know, they're really on to something. And now it's the no-fly list loophole. That's the big thing. Yeah. I don't know. You can be on the no-fly list for some mean tweets. Hey, you can. Every time I make it through TSA, I'm surprised and a little disappointed they don't grope me. They go right to my wife. All right, listen, we'll be right back after this. More with the Empress Courtney Kirchhoff. Stay tuned for more. Thank you. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How do you get in this room? Cold, hard in. cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. I'm a
dancing the happy song. Speaking of happy song, we're back, of course, with Courtney Kirchhoff, who will change her Twitter handle. I recommend Empress Courtney. Um, but right now, we're going to change pace a little bit. We're going to get to this this tranny uh, uh, six-year-old girl. Have you seen this? this? You can bring this up on screen there, Jared. For those listening, if you're not watching this uh, on the video cast, uh, it's a... 55-year-old man. How old is he? 52. 52, 52. and he lives his life as a six-year-old girl. Is Derek seeing that? Yeah, Derek. Derek Derek is the silent voice of reason that no one ever sees. It's like, oh, we have your attention. But we could just see. The only thing we know is if he's stressed or if he finds something bizarre and occasionally laughs. And he's looking at this image. It's like an SNL character. Courtney, you saw this pitch this morning. Could you believe it? Yes, sadly. <laughs> you know, it's the sl- it's slippery slope is a perfectly valid argument. How do you tell this guy that he's not a six-year-old girl? How does he know he's a six-year-old girl? What kind of stereotypes is he falling into? Like, uh, how do you wake up and say, I think I'm six, A, why six? And why does he think he's a little girl? It's a good question, but I don't think one that'll be answered. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll write about it, and we'll come back to this this week because the story, I, I'm just reading it right now. But uh, So right now, live on air, Jared has his uh, Christmas gift. Yours will be in the mail, Courtney, if, if you're good. So Jared is going to open his Christmas gift right here, live on air. I think there's a card in there first. There's card. Open the card first? Yeah, open the card okay, first. Okay, we're opening this. I love the, uh, the Transformers wrapping paper. Well, it's because you like crappy movies. Uh, well, you know. Sorry, Courtney. I'm kind of giving you a play-by-play, but there we go. You can hear it. I am uh, opening the card, pulling out of the envelope. It says "Merry Christmas" with a bike cut out on front. It's very nice. I feel triggered. Shouldn't it be? And happy on holidays? the inside, it says "You're fired." <laughs> you are fired. You didn't spell your correctly. Y O U R. You didn't. I'll be, the, I'll be honest. You didn't put the effort to spell it. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I didn't write that. I had someone else do the card. I did buy your gift, though. I went out, and I was the one who purchased your gift all alone. Well, Hopper needs to learn how to spell. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now... It's just a paw print. <laughs> it says, you are fired. Kedai has sardines. Kedai has. Here's some poop smear. <laughs> he does. <laughs> all right. Ironically, a swastika. It's a, he just, he's I don't very, know how he does it. He's very talented. <laughs> he's very talented. Well, very, very, he's very, very special. Very white. He's very a very bad. white dog. He is, he's All like right, a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down to the rock paper so everyone can feel really involved. Okay. Ah. There you go. Get it? Because you're, so, you're so skinny. Because I'm a skinny piece of crap. <laughs> you got me a Nutra Blend bullet blender. There you go. But that's the good one. That's the one that's supposed yeah. to like uh, break everything up and pulverize it. Pulverize it because you always complain. You don't have time to put in the calories. Yeah, we had Mark Ripito on, and he was all like, "You know, you need to eat more." And I don't have time. You can just toss anything in that, and it's in a cup, so you can come over here and you can just—you don't even need to take it out of your cup. That's perfect. Thank you. I was gonna get you a bunch of like almond butter and uh, like weight gain powder, but I I didn't have that much time. You didn't have that much time. That's okay. That's okay. This is a good start. Yeah, this is a good start. Courtney, you can send me food. Bacon. I'll send you like bacon. Yep. Well, because yep. you don't have like one. Do you, bacon roses. You don't have one of those, right, Jared? No, I don't. You have one of the old blenders that like I you have, have like to a, take apart. Yeah, I have like a ninja blender, which is great for some things. Does it have uh, the individual cups though? No, it doesn't have the individual no. cups. Which it's is more of a food convenient. processor. Yeah. Because it like yeah. it's sharp and it chomps. Yeah. Whereas, I make salad dressings in there. I make you know. Yeah. Other random. Well, things. the and the one I have, the Blendtec, is the best one. They're actually a great company. They might be sponsors. I just couldn't afford to buy one for you right now. But 
the difference is between blades and something that's blunt, it crushes, it just like breaks it up versus chopping. Yeah. So the consistency is a lot better. So see how thoughtful I am, Courtney? So, so thoughtful. What kind of blender do you have going on at home? I have, you know what I, I think mean. I have an Oster. Oh, so there you go. She's and I also have, well, I also have a, a food processor. She's living and in a stone dehydrator. Age. Yeah. You need to get more, you know, this is why you're not married. L- tell me. Tell like, me whether because you, you don't have the adequate u- utilities to make food. I have a blender or Henry Cavill's phone number. She doesn't have Henry Cavill's yeah. phone number. That's I also wouldn't call Henry Cavill. That's I, I'm not one of those girls who calls boys. That's just e- do you, are you, do you email Courtney? Do you text her? You text. Yeah. You gonna you gonna Snapchat him so that there's no evidence of <laughs> what you send him? No. If I were able to get Henry Cavill on the phone, yeah. Would you get on the phone with Henry Cavill? Sure. How aggressive would you be? Not. That's just not my, it's not my style. That you, is so you your say? style. I'll get like an angry text from you at 1030 at night because something that went down with the site. such crap and you know it. It's not crap. It's not crap. We've all witnessed it. We've all witnessed it. We've yeah. all been on. Courtney is hyperly aggressive for a woman. She's like a bull shark. She is. That should be your Twitter handle, Bull Shark Courtney. Bull shark Courtney. I, I kind of, I actually kind of like that Bull Shark. Something, something primal well, that eats things. Well, Bull Sharks have a little bit have higher testosterone than other sharks, and that's why they're super aggressive. Yeah, they're nasty. What are you saying? Just I'm saying for I a woman, nasty. you probably have higher testosterone because you're driven and, and you like to hit things. I do. That's true. I've had it come, Stephen, a couple times. Be like, I, I, I think Courtney hates me. She's well, no, that she does. She your does. instincts are correct. My instincts are correct. <laughs> so, but yeah. Well, you got a Nutribullet, so there's no excuse now. We're going to put Jared on the scale. We should do a video of this and see how much weight you gain. I have to get over this cold. I have to go over this sick. There you go. Hear that, Courtney? Right away. Right away with the excuse. Okay, Jared, I have never heard anyone provide an excuse for why they're not eating. This is, you have a license to eat. Seriously. I don't get it. You know, I, I am here. I ask him when I'm going to Costco. And Jared, regardless, like you can verify, I go, hey, is there anything you want? I make, he likes the fish sticks from Costco. They're delicious. They're fantastic they are fish good. sticks. They're very, very good. We'll make fish sticks from Costco. I buy stuff. Anytime I eat something, if I eat, I offer it to him. Like the other day, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make just a smoothie for lunch. And, eh, just a little bit. A smoothie, yeah. Courtney. Because all you do is eat liquid between like morning and like. I just don't have a lot jets, of time. Your Jets runs where you spent $35 on. On food for yourself. That did happen. That did happen. So, okay, we'll get back to news afterward. But for people, my wife was traveling. You know this, You Courtney. eat like a, you, okay. I eat horribly. You have to eat better when your wife is gone. Well, my wife is gone. So my you wife do. is gone. This is not a joke. My wife is gone. And so, well, you know, like, so when my wife is gone, you know, I'm everything just putting. Everything falls to. Well, everything I'm just working falls. all day. Like, oh, that's when you'll get all the texts from me at night. Because I'm like, hey, what's this? I just don't have anything else to do. So when my wife was gone for three days, she was gone to Chicago. I had, I swear to you, a $30 bill from Jet's Pizza, for me, for just me, and I ate all of it, and then I had a takeout Chinese order the next night, was actually, that's actually pretty healthy, curry, curry chicken, and then Jimmy John's, not once did I make myself food, and I can make food, but I'll do it, I came over, you're like, Jared, I don't know what to do, I've, I've exhausted everything (laughs) that's in walkable distance, I don't know what to do tonight, I, I, Okay, I'll, okay, it's Jimmy John's. I'll, I'll, I'll do Jimmy John's. I'll do Jimmy John's. Don't bring it to me. 
I can't leave anymore. I, I got no you. more walks in me. I swear to you. Okay, you know how how far is Jets from here, Jared? Jets is about about a three and a half minute walk. I had it delivered. You had it delivered. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I promise you. I had it delivered. You were on the it's phone longer with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's less than a block away. And it's just, I just, I just, I don't know. I need to pace myself. You're so sad when Hillary is gone, too. It you is. just need, I need to get Hillary on the phone. Sad, sad implies, the phone. no, 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 Court. Sad implies we need to have sympathy. He's pathetic. He's pathetic. <laughs> and that well, deserves no sympathy. how I said the word sad. Let me. We should, we should be sad. scolding him. We yeah. should be reprimanding Do you this, know something? This, this kid. Every item of clothing that I am wearing right now. It's purchased by your wife. It's purchased by my wife. <laughs> yes. I came over, and you got a box of jeans, and you were just bitching about what colors they were. I'm like, your wife, wait, you, you don't have to buy your own clothes? And you're, you're bitching about it. They're jeans. They were jeans. I, for me, it's because I have this, you know, as a taller guy, I need to find a place that has sizes that fit and stick with it. That's it. That's what you have to do. W women don't have this problem. Women have all different kinds of designers, you know, and gay runway whoa, models. Whoa, 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 whoa. Women have lots of problems with pants. You guys are, the sizes are consistent. You have waist and length. We do not. We have like a size. Exactly. Zero, no, exactly. Size eight. No, but they, they change from designer to designer. So you can go around shopping at 10 different stores, still not get a good pair. Well, that's my point. They're all different from design to design. With guys, it doesn't, you know, I have, I have a tuchus. I have a rump. So it doesn't matter. They're all the same. No men's jeans are designed for guys with, with, with legs or butts because they go in and do curls. Well, I've heard well, barbell Why would you design jeans. something for one person? Barbell jeans. That's not a great market strategy. That's not great. That doesn't bring profits. Why would you design something Well, that's the problem. For, it's a perfect example of voting. You're the only one. It's a perfect example of voting when you don't have any skin in the game. You don't pay any taxes. You're the one who gets to decide what jeans are issued for mass consumption because you can't get under a barbell. Whereas when I've earned this... People say, ah, you did earn ah, the 1% of jeans needers. You did earn the rump. You were cursed with that rump. And uh, I think this is the cisgender argument. Why should we cater to 99% of the population? You're the 1% with the rump. How dare you? How dare me? I can say whatever I want because apparently I, I am fired. You are fired. I am fired. But Courtney, you're 5'8", right? So it must not be that hard yeah. to find clothes. I mean, um, it, it is because it, I have the same problem that you have. <clears throat> I am muscular. So they true. don't make they don't make clothes for muscular girls. I don't know who these girls are, who these these clothes fit because I I struggle to get this is probably t too much information for this early in the morning. That's fine. I struggle to get pants on because they can't get past my back squatting thighs. Yeah. And then I get them when I, if I get them up, then I have like room for a party in my waistline because there's all this just this huge gap. You're not going to like this. But oh, there's someone with a perfect line of clothing for you. Tess Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Tess Holiday. So I'm fired and Cordy quits. That's the title of this, this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cordy resigns effective five minutes yeah. ago. Crowder calls me fat. So no. I'm fat. too skinny. I, I see how this is. Going. I have to buy fat guy Body jeans. Shame. Body shame. I have to buy fat. Guy good recovery. Jeans. Good recovery. I have to buy fat. I have to buy it big and tall. You think that feels good? Well, but you are tall and and, and big. Big. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. I'm not a small. Actually, you know, I haven't. I have this problem. I bruised my palms, and I can't oh. actually. 
such a pretty little girl. No, no. I mean, re- I mean, I have calloused hands, but actually we were doing some tests. I don't recover from bruises. They'll stay with me forever. Like they'll stay with me for three, four months. So I have my palms bruised maybe about three weeks. Three, no, about five weeks ago. And I can't do I, nothing. Can, I can't even like put them down in the desk. So it's made it hard for me to um, to do anything, and my body's just. Anyways, this is this is devolved. So the gun show loophole is a myth. Final thing before you go, Courtney. Uh, someone this week, it might surprise people, said yes, it is time to blame Islam. And who was it? It was the DNC vice chair. Boom, yeah. boom with the dynamite, Courtney. We have to let you go. We only have a minute, so change your Twitter handle. Tweet me at S Crowder what Courtney's Twitter handle should be. I think that it should be Empress Courtney. Or Darth Courtney. Darth Courtney. Okay, hang up on her, Jared. She's she's fired as well. That was Courtney. That was nice to have her. That was always good. It's always good. It's always good. I need to send her her Christmas gift. Yeah, it was you know it was nice when she was around too. It was nice when she was around. I enjoyed working with her because she was she was not named Stephen. Well, we're getting towards the end of this show. This is the no next week is the last show of the year. Yes, because we're not doing a show Christmas Day. No one's going to be listening. Nah. So next week our last show, uh, but we're going to wrap up this week in a nice little bow. Louder with Crowder. We might get softer with Crowder. I'm just kidding. It's louder. Stay tuned. This Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Ramadan season, get your toddlers the toy they'll really enjoy. Tickle Me Terrorist by Battelle. Whoa, Tickle Me Terrorist. I love how he kills people who are different from him. (laughs) Say it with me, kids. F-U-C-K juice. F-U-C-K juice. F-U-C-K juice. They're all going to hell. (laughs) He's educational and promotes tolerance. Tickle Me Terrorist. You'll have a blast. Battery sold separately. Uranium not included. Back. Derek loves it. We're gonna send you a nice Christmas gift too, Derek. Derek is the Derek is the guy behind the mic who nobody ever sees, but he's a nice guy. Until we start streaming live. Until we start streaming live. Then he yes. better behave. Otherwise, people might have to see his mug all over YouTube. He looks like he just had a serious panic attack. Like inside, he just died a little bit. I think he died. Well, listen. This has been a. We've had a fun. You know, we've had a fun, uh, a fun week, fun show. Uh, last thing I want to discuss: Justice Scalia criticized affirmative action. You know, that's up for a vote there at the Supreme Court now. Uh, UT is a case, and uh, he went on to say, Justice Scalia, and people are of course calling him racist. He said, "I'm just not impressed by the fact that University of Texas may have a few, may have fewer blacks. Maybe it ought to have fewer." I don't think it stands to reason that it's a good thing for the University of Texas to admit as many blacks as possible. Eh, Sounds reasonable. Am I the only one who thinks that sounds incredibly reasonable? Having a university having uh, X amount of blacks only because they must have a certain amount of blacks seems like a stupid idea. 
Eh, I don't know. That seems seems reasonable to me. Seems reasonable. Seems reasonable to me that the he is arguing that the maybe the only representation that should be heavily weighed by academic institutions would be wait for it. I'm going to let this settle in. Wait for it. Academic accomplishments. Oh, could be academic thought. accomplishments. Yeah. And if you're not good in and that, school. That's across any race. That's across any race, gender. Yeah, across any race. Any creed. It doesn't matter. And if you're not good at school, you shouldn't Your be. Your punishment must be boss to be a Community yeah. college. Community college. There you go. I don't want to go to community college. No. Are you crazy? Those guys are retards. It happens. It does happen. But, uh, and that's actually what he was suggesting. He was saying, actually, we see that black, a lot of black people fall behind in the sciences and advanced programs. Now, was he saying because black people are unintelligent? No. What he was saying is a lot of them got in with lower scores than the mean, than the average. And so then they find themselves in advanced programs, which are very rigorous, and they didn't qualify. You know, I can hear whatever you're shuffling. And they didn't qualify to get in. Therefore, it's hard for them, and they fall behind. He's saying that's not necessarily good for them either. Maybe they should go to feeder programs. Anyone, black, white, Asian. But let's be honest here. Asians are absolutely screwed by affirmative action. We've talked about that. Uh, that's the, you know, the, the UT rule. I don't know if you know this in Texas. It's the top 10% of classes, period, guaranteed admission. The idea is you guarantee people from really bad school districts and impoverished areas to, that they will uh, still make it. It levels the playing field. Well, there are still a lot of really poor areas. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're an accurate representation of the populace. So you could come from a school where maybe you have a B- minus but you're in the top 10% of your class. So you get to go to the best school because of the law. Whereas you might have a kid who comes from an area, let's say an area that's predominantly Chinese, where they do very, very well in school. And maybe you're in the top 15%, but you have an A average. You have a 4.0, but you don't get in. The kid with a 2.8 gets in because everyone else was really bad. Uh, what do you think? You can tweet me at S. Crowder. Everyone got really, including conservatives, saying his wording wasn't very good. To me, it just seems like it shouldn't be controversial at all. School should be based on academic achievements. But this is where we are in 2015. This is what we've talked about. In 2015, this is how far gone we've, we've sauntered on down the trail saying, well, you should only get into a good college if you do, if you, you know, if you deserve to get to that college. That's racist. Saying, well, you know, Donald Trump was a Democrat until he became, well, that's just, you just hate America. You don't want America to be good again. We've hit a point where we can't really discuss issues. And it's, listen, I understand. I'm not talking about eliminating generalizations. Everyone generalizes. You have to make generalizations when making a point. But the shutting down of dialogue before it begins is a real problem. And I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot. What bothers me now is we're seeing it on the right. We know that liberals accuse everyone of being racist. We know that leftists accuse everyone of being homophobic, of being transphobic, of being sexist, right? It, it, the big thing was racism, and now the big thing is sexism because they're pushing Hillary Clinton. Or someone like that, uh, C.J. Pearson, is still pushing racism because now he's a surrogate for Bernie Sanders or something. Oh, my God. Anyway. <sighs> And now we see it on the right. People have, I've actually had people say, I can't wait till Donald Trump becomes president so he can deport you. Deport anti-Americans like you. Listen, if you like Trump, that's fine. I've sent out an open call. It's still open. Anyone who can provide any proof at all, I still have received none that he's a conservative, that he's a principled conservative. Anyone. That he's a principled man, period. Anyone. 
Tweet me at S. Crowder. Send your email to lotterwithcrowder.com. No one's answered that. But if you don't care about that and you like Donald Trump, that's fine. I don't have to like Donald Trump. But you don't have to tell me and the vast majority of Americans they hate America if they don't like Donald Trump. See, what does that do? That shuts down a dialogue before it begins. Just like liberals saying, you're racist. No, I don't agree with Barack Obama's ideas. No, 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 you're racist. Well, I just think that Donald Trump is inconsistent, and I think he's given hundreds of thousands of Democratic candidates, and I think he's overwhelmingly supported Democrats, and I think he was overwhelmingly pro. No, 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 you just hate America. You don't want to make America great again. No, I do want to make it. No, 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 you don't want to make America great again. I know Angry Tom's listening, and he agrees. By the way, thanks, Angry Tom, for your tweets earlier. We're better than that. We're supposed to be better than that. We're doing exactly what the left has done for years when you get into this blank. You know who doesn't do that? People like Cruz, people like Rubio. They will host an open forum debate, a town hall, and talk with anyone. And sometimes they make an example of someone, absolutely. But shutting down a dialogue before it begins, this is the cult of personality. It's very disturbing, and it's been one, you know, the left has always been much more prone to groupthink because it's about the collective over the value of the individual. We've talked about that. They don't value individualism as well as collectivism. But to see this on the right right now, to see this from so-called conservatives and anti-authoritarians, man, you got to correct it. If you don't, this could be the moment where what did make America great burns to the ground. So let's talk about it. Let's have an actual dialogue. Louder with Crowder. See you next week.